What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the WAN Show. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. Absolutely. I will be apologizing to Elon Musk again. Nice. Better. Every week. And also not entirely. So if you enjoy that, then congratulations. You are alone. <laughs> In other news, Dell has created a proprietary DDR5 connector, and it might be a good thing. What? Yeah, that's that's absolutely what we needed. Uh, also, we are not introducing the labs leader today. Um, <laughs> we are pushing that back another week. Uh, so hopefully you'll be able to tune in and see that next week. Um, and other than that, Europe inches even much more closer to uh, USB-C on iPhones, which is fantabular. We've been talking about that for a long time. Uh, and uh, but, 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 but what one should I intro? I don't At know. We're going to talk about so many other things. It's pretty clear that we are never going to introduce the leader of the labs and they do not exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a strategy to keep you guys watching should, the WAN show week after week after week. We should just never, yeah, we should just never reveal who it is. Um, anyways, yeah, <laughs> GPU, no, I'm not going to intro that one. Google is banning third-party call recording apps on the Play Store, which is actually actually kind of interesting, but yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and roll that intro, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, are we even going to talk? Are we going to acknowledge our guest? Not right. Whoa! Not oh, yet. Oh. Okay, 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 roll the intro. Hit it. Oh, I guess I have Sponsors, you gotta un you gotta unhide them. You gotta show them. Ah, there you go. And then hide it and show another one. There you go. Yay. Oh, geez. Yay. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> we did it. Show. We're back. Good We're show. here. Uh, totally professional show. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Why don't we jump right into our first topic today, which is to introduce our special guest who I unfortunately did not have the pleasure of meeting in person. Shank Mods. I know, right? <laughs> I was here the whole time. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's been a crazy week. Definitely a crazy week. Do you guys want to talk about what you did? So, um, I don't know how much. Well, not in too much detail. Yeah. No, I think, no, let's get some detail because okay. the reality of it is I don't really know what happened. Okay. okay. So, Shangmods reached out. He's like, hey, it'd be super cool to do a collab. And I'm like, well, first I didn't reply to your email for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colton did, so it's all good. <laughs> sure. So anyway, once I finally clued into the existence of this email, I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty freaking awesome. Um, what are we doing? And we kind of nailed it all down and figured out that you were going to fly out here and we were going to do an RTX 3090 gaming PC, right? in a Hot Wheels PC case. Yeah. And then you got here, you brought the case, you brought the plan, and I got, I brought COVID. So <laughs> I didn't get to participate at all. And then apparently you were like, oh, Linus can't be there. Well, that's okay. Who was your backup? Who was your, yes. who was your next so, Linus? 
So I was actually, um, we were working with um, Alex because you were going to host and then Alex was going to be the one who was like working on the video. Like he was going to, um, he was going to be the one like doing a lot of the engineering production stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then uh, when like the day before I flew in, uh, Colton was like, oh, by the way, Linus is sick. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. one quick thing. Um, I'm allowed to say I have COVID, but we can't disclose any particulars about anyone else's medical condition. I'm sure Alex doesn't care what we say, but let's just say Alex couldn't make it to work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then, so it was, Al I was talking with um, Colton and Al he, he was like, yeah, Alex isn't going to be able to make it to work. And then I'm like, okay, well, at least we have Anthony, right? And he's like, about that. <laughs> and then like whenever whenever um, we were at the door and he was uh, scanning in um, and then his key didn't work. And I'm like, did you get fired for real this time? Like, are you going to leave me too? It's going to abandon you outside of the building. Good luck. Yeah, so... Um, less than half of the writing team is in office this week yeah. this has been the week from absolute hell yeah. uh, we need to definitely get a shout out for James this week who James has been I had a conversation it. with and he's like okay um, realistically I have so much to do this week there is no way that we can conceivably do anything other than just put shank mods in a room and all of a sudden he's hosting an LTT and I'm like no no hold on hold on you know he's actually a great content creator I know I'm talking about you as though you know we're not right next to each Check other right YouTube now channel, because shank mods yeah 100% like great you know actual good YouTuber and all that but he he doesn't make LTT videos like we need we need yeah. somebody on set who knows yeah our style yeah my, my content's um, very different it was that it's, was part of why I wanted to I wanted to kind of see how cool. your guys your machine works behind the scene to kind of yeah. steal your thunder. So you ended up with <laughs> you, Tynan from Creator Warehouse, who has never been involved in video production on our side at all, stuck in a room trying to mod a case. And I was like, no, no, James, you need to like you need to be there because you're the only one on the writing staff who's actually in. <laughs> the only people in office were James. And then our two newest team members, Ploof and Adam. Oh, and man. So, and they were both busy trying to get videos done for this week because we had no other freaking writers. Um, now, some people were working from home, but it's still more challenging. And then our most prolific host, obviously, wasn't in. So I want to hear more about this. All oh, right. So I wanted to say shout out James for making it work, being yeah. able to be on set with you guys. Do you yeah. think it was helpful having him there? James was awesome. James did a great job of helping kind of like um, piece the whole thing. We, we, me and Tynan, uh, were, uh, we had the build totally covered. Like we had a plan. We had the yeah. stuff all sorted out. Um, the one thing that, um, but um, James was excellent because he was able to tie it all together into a story to really make it content, which was like he had kind of a overarching, you know, idea for kind of the narrative and how we were going to show it, what shots we needed and all that stuff. And we handled the build stuff because uh, build, build, the builds are more my specialty, whereas right. unless so I'm like I, I always tell people I'm not really a YouTuber. I'm like a modder that makes videos. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know what? I told James, I was like, dude, 
if you, if you are not on set, we are going to have a whole bunch of footage and we are not going to have a video. Yeah. It be, is going to be worse. Yeah. Like I, I was telling, um, I was telling, uh, this guy over here, Luke, um, I was before the set. I was so for my virtual boy video, I just take my camera and I point it at my desk and I just have it rolling. And I had about a terabyte and a half of 1080p footage for that video. A terabyte and a half? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Yep. 1080p footage. Too. Yeah, I had to I had to buy a new SSD to fit it all like on the edit drive. Like I had to buy a separate like edit drive to run it run it off of that because my boot drive filled up so i'm like oh okay <laughs> for that video oh my so gosh. Um, i hate it so much oh man so yeah i'm digging through all my but the thing is if if like when i fried my screen i caught it on camera like i just have to watch and i'm like what month was it when my screen blew up again like you know and watch back through it like quadruple speed and then listen for me being all angry and i think i found it yeah, yeah trevor w says uh sounds like you need a nas upgrade video or something yeah maybe <laughs> that'd be pretty cool but we've got we've got potentially a few of those i had uh dank pods reached out to me about a a like server or nas upgrade video at some point as well really yeah um i guess maybe i could drop the news that we're working on one for dream right now oh Ooh. hey there you go yeah, so that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, I should build myself. A, I should build myself a back door into it so that I can dig through <laughs> his pictures and find out what he looks like. Jk, Jk, dude, that is absolutely not gonna. That is not gonna happen. I'm, I'm, I, I'm 100 respecting your, uh, your, your so not illegal. wanting to. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent yeah, Also, we're not even configuring the software on it. I wouldn't even be able to if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardware exploits. But yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Float plane chat. Float plane chat. But did he cheat Linus? I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I do not I'm sure Linus has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't so know. not surprising to me. I don't know if there could be something less meaningful to me than uh cheating at okay, I shouldn't say this. I, I was gonna say anything less meaningful to me than cheating at a single player game because technically speedrunning is not a single player game. No. It is a multiplayer competition that that can be um you know a single player game. And so, you know, did that happen? Frankly, I just I just don't. I I I Yeah. I just don't care. Um I know that community is probably still mad. I I shouldn't say probably. It's very clear to me from reading the chat that that community is still mad. I was, was going to say, uh, next next video on L coming soon to LTT, uh, apology video to the speedrunning community. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, mad respect to the speedrunning community. No way. I'm just saying that as far as I'm concerned... Sir, I don't want to make that video, please. <laughs> no, no, no. As far as I'm concerned, this is, this is a, a content creator that has done a lot of other stuff as well, who needs a NAS, and it was an opportunity, I'll just put it this way, to build a very, very fancy NAS. It was real NAS. But even yeah. I'm like, Whoa, look at this thing. You might call it a dream NAS. Oh, very good. You two puns. You guys are both going at it. Yeah. Um, I know, right? So, okay, Shank, tell us about the mods. 
So, um, we, so originally the idea came to me from when I was almost finished with the project, uh, I was doing lots and lots of feature creep and a guy, he goes by the alias Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. He mentioned to me, he's uh, in the small form factor PC community. He said, yo, 3090 is half length. And I'm like, you could do it. And I'm like, uh, but it's, but I was like so close to like finishing where like I could have had to like do a ton of work. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll throw the bone at Linus and see if he's down to collab on this thing. So when I got here, the 3090 y'all had wasn't a founder's edition. So it actually wasn't totally half length. It was actually longer than the chassis itself. So that's like, wait, hold on. Did we get you the Asus one or? I believe it was the Asus one. Yes. The pre-water blocked one? Yes. It's slightly longer. I didn't even know that. Yes. So it's not because the the Founders Edition has that like cutout there, like for the fan. Yeah. And then for this the one, it, it, um, it's slightly longer than it. So it's not the Founders Edition reference board. We were able to make it work. Like it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but and we found found clever ways to uh, fit that inside of there. So it's got um, we didn't wind up using the uh, we didn't wind up using the flex. I mean, the the micro. Sorry, the um, SFX L power supply. We wound up using two flex ATX power supplies. Hmm. Um, and yeah, we went with a. That's a cool solution. Yeah, in a 5800X3D. You did the really cool, like, acrylic back. We did that. So we did an acrylic back as a test thing. It wasn't strong enough. Oh, okay. But we did um, the acrylic back to be able to test everything. And for the video, it looked really cool because you could see inside of it and how, like, crammed everything is. And um, Oh, I'm so excited. I haven't even seen it yet. Yep. We're, I'm sitting here going, like, tell you how. I, I'm not going to tell you how um, we did finish the build. I'm not going to tell you how well it performs or anything like that. That's okay. You to find out. So, ah, oh, man, I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> no, mean, it's no. okay. Yeah. So I've got, um, I've, I've also got some presents for you, Linus. Here, some little really? small. Yeah, I've got you... some presents for you. It's remote, but I do have some presents for you. Oh, oh cool. Ah, uh, that took me uh... a second. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, first thing is, uh, my my girlfriend makes these little. She likes making like stuff for pets. So this is like little catnip toys. Oh, the cats! I'm so into it. Yeah. So my cat loves toys. Yeah, and the, loves catnip. So, uh, we got that, and then um, thank you. So, uh, my brother designed these little um dispensers where they're. I don't know if you can see. He erected a dispenser. So sorry, it's sorry. a. They're googly eye dispensers. They're like no. magazines. Magazines. Of so you can eyes. fit them in your pocket and then quickly pull out a few. Like they're like little coin things. Like they have at like restaurants where they'll pull them out. It's like that, but with. So it's like Pez. Yeah, it's like Pez, but for googly eyes. candy. You get googly it's eyes. Tasteless, entertaining googly eyes. Yeah. So yeah. this one's this one's from my brother. He makes uh he and then we did it in the LTT colors for you guys. So. Oh, thank you. So I also have um. A lot. Yeah, this little uh, this little keychain. It's hard to see, but it's a little circuit board GameCube Joy-Con. I gave these away to people who mailed me letters for one of my videos for like a sponsor promo, and it's like oh, a that's awesome. It's a circuit board keychain, so that's cool. And then you said the, it was ch it cost less than a sticker. Yeah, these are circuit boards like this size are cheaper than stickers. 
Like I went to That's get crazy. like die cut stickers made and like these were cheaper. So I can confirm wild. stickers are extremely expensive. Yeah. I remember Nick sent me an invoice for our stickers, like the stickers we give away on LTTstore.com. And it was literally a six figure US dollar invoice. And I was like, excuse me, f-ing pardon. We're are you spending sure these were how stickers? much on f-ing stickers? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> was not happy by the way you definitely have to like shout out where people can get this stuff because chat's like freaking out where do i get this googly eye dispenser where do i get catnip toys um well my girlfriend makes the catnip toys and the googly eye dispenser i mean if they're if people really want them we can uh hold on hold on can i interrupt you for a second yeah i asked where to get them and you're literally like my uh, girlfriend. call my girlfriend yeah no 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 <laughs> i'm like uh i i, I didn't plan I for that i, I didn't like, I didn't think this you one know. through, man. I, I they're like one off stuff. I mean, I could, um, I I could see if I could have a batch of the have a batch of the googly eye dispensers made. I could hit up. So I guess uh, follow me on Twitter, and I'll like sure po- uh, at Shank Mods on Twitter, and like I'll tweet okay. out whenever I have like googly eye dispenser stuff. Like I can, I'm not promising you- anything, but I'll. I'll I'll see if I can find a way to have those like made for people to. Now you're traveling right now. Yes, I'm. Do you know where your girlfriend is? Uh, my girlfriend is back home. I think you just invited like sixty-eight hundred nerds to like get in touch. <laughs> you just might want to give her a call. That's all. Okay. Yeah. She. Because she's clearly into nerds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's what I was about to say. That's her type. So like. Got a thing. Yeah, we we were joking like when she went to Micro Center, like she like. Uh, she was like, yeah, I got hit on by like way more guys than like whenever I go to bars and they were my type too. And I'm like, yeah, whenever, so whenever you get bored of me, just go to micro center. I guess. Like, <laughs> shop, shop for a new boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, you get, they have they have all the greatest technology. They got GPUs, CPUs, yeah. new BFPPUs. Yeah, just, <laughs> just just look for a graphics card, and that that's what I always tell people. Like uh, back when I used to work for Fry's, like um, whenever I had friends, I'm like, if you need help in retail, just stand in front of something really expensive, and then they'll they'll swarm to you. Like <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. So I've got one more present for you, Linus. This one's kind of a big deal. This one's pretty Ooh, cool. Thank you. So you have it's not like su- super. So don't get super hyped. But um, I know you've been complaining oh. about your watch. So, I complain a lot. Oh, I know okay. you. I know. I watch my show. <laughs> um, so that's fair. You've been complaining about your watch and how you're like, man, I oh, you t- you don't have one right now. So you were like, oh, um, I hate, um, I I hate how like the Samsung gear like it doesn't last a day, or and um, you said like. I want something that just does like notifications and all that stuff. I kind of miss my Pebble and stuff. Well, as a Pebble time, two times Kickstarter enthusiast, I've got you a Kickstarter edition Pebble time. No way. It's not new, but like I've got the charger. So it's, it says Kickstarter on the back. If you want more, if you want the 10 day battery life, you can track down a steel. But I want you to give this one another try, because okay, all right, yeah. you will see it on my wrist. You yeah. will see it on my wrist. Well, I want to see if it meets your needs, because I've still been, I've had this one, my time steal for like the longest time, and you can see it in my videos. Like the battery life, you know, even though ba- lithium batteries decay and stuff, 
but because it started with a 10 day battery life, I'm still at like a week. So, yep. Um, it's legit. Yeah. Pebbles, pebbles are one of the coolest. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all yours. I'm super into it. Yeah. Pebbles lit. Yeah. We were all right. I'm going to give it a shot because the reality of it is most of the additional benefits of like modern smartwatches when they work at all (laughs) are around health, right? Like health tracking. But I switched to the Ura Ring ages ago. And honestly, you know, I, okay, I haven't hooked myself up to a proper, you know, machine. I mean, that was a video concept we had years ago. <laughs> we were going to hook up to like uh, therapeutic grade equipment and then also wear every fitness tracker, like yeah. consumer grade fitness tracker and smartwatch on the market and see which one actually got closest to real like health diagnostic equipment, right? And it was really complicated to get a lab that would cooperate with us. We weren't going to like stupid UBC local university was like, yeah, you can rent our lab at the normal commercial rate. I'm like, are you guys idiots? Well, at this first, is a, at first, basically a research project. Yeah. Like, we're collaborating. This is not us renting a facility from you. At first, they wanted to pay us. And then <laughs> and then like right before we were going to go, they were like, uh, actually, psych, can you, you know, <laughs> do it the other way around and pay us to borrow our lab? And I was like, wait, what? Huh? No, I thought we were like, doing this like wanted... as a collab thing. I even like, told them like, you don't pro- need to pay us. Yeah, like we're providing all of this equipment and we bring the audience and you guys bring your equipment and some expertise. We work together. We publish it together with co-credit. Like we're just we're working together as like educators right now. This yeah. is, no, we're not we're yeah. we're not profiting from the data we could make any other video today i was so excited about that project so some background as to why they wanted to work on it was there's the in vancouver there's the seawall yeah and there's this thing where like old people that are trying to stay in shape will will bike or run along the seawall and one of the problems is that they were they were noticing a trend where they would wear a wearable that would track their heart rate but it would under report their heart rate that's not good so they would be over exerting themselves and then they would have heart problems heart failures while they're running along the wall um so they like wanted to collab with us to work on this cool project and then they just yeah pulled the plug last minute it's such a A project that mattered a lot yeah Yeah. Uh, it was like actually actually really cool cool. like i would so i haven't compared to anything real but from what feels intuitive this is so much more accurate than anything else i've ever tried like it's not even close i'd be on the badminton court running around luke knows how i play hard yeah. and my apple watch would be like you need to stand up for a bit <laughs> yeah. what, what you're talking about you know it's like... um or i'd be driving and it'd be like wow great job staying active <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> meanwhile yeah. this thing it's in it's in 15 minute chunks and it it makes perfect sense i can be like oh yeah that was when i woke up in the middle of the night and there was some physical exertion you know like <laughs> you know you can really put together yeah what was i actually doing and it makes sense right um so if i don't need any of the health tracking stuff at all and i just want notifications quickly and to be able to tell the time the pebble is still the best solution yeah it's it drives me nuts that i haven't like seen anything else i i don't want anything like i don't want a dumb phone on my wrist i want like a better watch like um because like with all the smartwatches, they're just like cut down smartphones and they're like, they pack on all the features that, you know, it's like they do all these things, but like they don't do the 
things I want well, which is like to have a week long battery life, to have a screen that's always on that I don't have to flick it and wait for it to boot up, you know, and to tell the time. Yeah, tell the time <laughs> and then show the notifications, occasionally control music and like be a watch. Like, so pebbles are, you know what? I hope someone else makes a pebble like thing. I still have a pebble time kicking around and I still use it almost every uh, probably about every other day in the summer. Um, I haven't actually tried to use it as a watch. And I, I honestly like the idea of going back to the OG one to see if it's still better 10 years later almost. What what are we at? Like eight years? The You're saying the, the Pebble Time or the original Pebble? The Kickstarter one that you just... Uh, the, is that the OG or is that the... So that's the OG one, right? Both of them, both of them were... Uh, so both of them were uh, Kickstarters. So the yeah. one okay. I have yeah. is the second is the the second, the second one, one the time so the time oh that's the time the color one yeah so this is the oh, time perfect okay because mine is trashed yeah um i use it i i, I literally like it, it has all this uh residue all over the back so it's not comfortable to wear against my wrist anymore because i upgraded it and i was like oh you know what's really great about this thing is the physical buttons on it because i couldn't i could never change the track when i was riding my bike and I was like, oh, I should just like basically glue my pebble time to my motorcycle. And so I did. And it's like kind of trashed now. So but there have been times now that it, I just haven't had a good experience with anything else that I've been tempted to just like try and try yeah. and get it going again. But no. Yeah. If man, I'm I'm jacked. Yeah. Like the, I am. I'm jacked it's, to go back to it. I'm going to try it. That's uh, it's one of the few. The Pebble is one of the few technologies where I am like gung ho. Like I'm like that. And I'm also like a, a tube monitor nerd as well. <laughs> so like those two things are like two of the things where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited. Uh, but All yeah, right. Well, I think. I think we're probably good there. Thanks for it's coming on the me. show. Yeah. It was I'll, cool that you yeah, were able to, to show tonight. the presence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, at like 5 or 5.30, I was like, ah, we'll start in like half an hour. <laughs> yeah. No, we've been been hanging out. Yeah. It was fun, though. Yeah. My, All right. My bad. Well, I'll head out. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for cool. coming. Yeah. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to like hang out in person. Hey, but um, hey man, as it's... the title of the video says, I like yeah got covid so. so it's i was i was telling them it's it's um it's i i think it's kind of you know i've seen the bright side of things where i've gotten to meet and interact with a bunch of the people i wouldn't normally so like rather than interacting with the people i see on camera i've gotten to interact with a bunch of the people i don't normally see on camera and um and i've gotten to see how you know kind of the you can see how how do I describe it? Like, because it was an unorthodox thing and it was kind of in chaos, I've gotten to see like more of it. And it's been really interesting to see like how um, more of kind of how the business operates and stuff. And um, also it's um, it's been really and also it's kind of funny that I can like tell people I've been in like the most unorthodox um <laughs> most unorthodox ltt collab ever because not only were none of the main hosts in it but i also walked to walked away with less computer because then i walked here because i gave like i came here with a computer so, leaving without one it's yeah. like the only collab so it's that's like happened. the ANSI collab so 
I thought that was hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> well, hey, maybe we can make it up to you and do something together on the NAS or something like that. I'm totally down to do something else. This has been a blast. The whole team, like, you've hired here and everything, like, they're all so cool. Like, I, I hear a lot about them, but it was really nice to, like, get to, like, actually meet them. I say it. I say it all the time. The, the words that I use to describe my team that I think are best are world class. That's for it. sure. That's all there is to it. There's uh, there's very few teams like ours that exist on this planet. And uh, the fact that they were able to pull that off so shorthanded is oh, absolutely yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was um, I'm I did not feel like I was did not have the manpower or resources or anything necessary. I felt um, extremely confident with uh, your, your team's killer. You'll see you'll see when you see the video. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, the team's awesome. I'm they 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 pulled a rabbit out of a hat on this one. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they can pull they can pull a lot of things out of a hat. I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. I'm going to head off. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Thank you. See ya. I'm just going to uh, slide on over. Amazing. Absolutely All right. amazing. And I will turn this way to talk to Luke now. I have two microphones. I have dual microphone power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Sure. Yeah, let's go with right there. Okay. All right. Well, do you, do you want to jump into uh, our first topic, which I guess we, our title topic is I got COVID. Yeah. It's been not that bad. Um, I've had a lot of people express, you know, concern and everything for me. Uh, the first couple days, pretty rough, really bad sore throat, wicked headache. So I guess I have one of the super headachey variants. I am I am vaxxed, boosted, and then second boosted. So, uh, you know, hopefully that is part of what helped me go this long. And oh man, can I just can I just get out ahead of anyone in the chat that's like, see the vaccine doesn't work. Uh, uh, no vaccine is perfect. They like have different levels of efficacy, and and this is all like very well documented. No, it's not perfect. It reduces the severity of symptoms and. And the, the 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 risk of transmission goes down, but oh man, I just I gotta tell you, not just the like Elon Musk stuff lately, but I feel like I've been in kind of a spicy mood for a little yeah. while. Yeah. That has been causing me to just kind of go off on people. But man, there was this like there's this like guitarist <laughs> who was talking about how something something they like didn't they got it and weren't vaxxed and they were fine i forget what it was but like something 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 oh no i remember what it was their their tweet was admit the vaccine does nothing or something like that in response to me saying i got covid and i'm just like that's not nothing admit that you know absolutely nothing about statistical analysis and the scientific method go like <laughs> just sample size of one literally uh, and so, yeah, I just I, I just haven't had I just haven't had the kind of patience that I feel like um, I, I like to think that I normally have for things. And I, maybe it's time to kind of have this conversation that goes, I've been trying some different medications for. Am I frozen? Can you even hear me? I can hear you. You don't look frozen on my side. OK, cool. Perfect. Yeah, well, that's fine. really good because I seem to be frozen here. So that's fine. Anyway, I think it's probably time to talk about it. I mean, I was very obviously not in a good 
headspace um when i did my 10 million subscriber video uh, a couple of years back now i guess it was and over the last little bit i've been experimenting with some different mood altering uh pharmaceutical strategies and i appear to be receiving a call or is that coming in through my i think that headphones? i think that was coming in through your headphones i was receiving a okay. call Cool. All right. So yeah, I've been trying a couple of strategies lately. And when you're weaning on and weaning off of these kinds of mood altering medications, it can be very, uh, you might not even feel like there's anything different. Uh, you might not even feel like there's anything wrong, but you can be, you can be a little off. Um, and I think I've been a little off for quite a while here. And so, you know, it's not an excuse, but, you know, I realized it was really a problem when I like went off on a YouTube employee who happens to work on the mobile creator studio app team. Basically kind of, I said something along the lines of, I, I had a call with you guys 18 months ago where I walked through a lot of the issues with the changes that you guys kind of suddenly started making after ignoring this app for a very long time. So I kind of walked through some of the issues with the changes you were making, some of the issues that have existed for a long time that you guys are, are not fixing. Um, and I feel like it's been completely ignored. And here are two more things that are either broken right now or that you appear to have intentionally broken. And I basically like flew off the handle. Um, I am very frustrated, but what I realized is that while my frustration is justified, the way that I am reacting to it is not justified. Right. So it's been it's been a bit of a ride lately. Gotta I'm gonna be honest the, with the you. people from the machine a little bit. Yeah. And like easily offended millennial over in Twitch chats. Like, yeah, the doctors treat you like a guinea pig. Well, yeah, because you guys gotta understand that like these kinds of blockers. Or, you know, whether it's a blocker, whether it's a supplement, um, it, it is a highly experimental process to find something that works for the individual because everyone's body chemistry is a little different, which is just another way of saying, hey, everybody's an individual. We're all different, right? So, yeah, it can be very challenging. Um, so the thing that I was really upset about with the Creator Studio app, I have actually, I have since uninstalled it because what I realized is that it's honestly just causing me it's causing me grief to use a tool that it feels like every couple of months gets worse and the problems with it don't become better. And so why do I keep looking at it? Maybe it's just not healthy to be looking at the stats this often anyway. So I'm just going to switch right. to using the desktop creator studio. But the recent change that made me extremely angry was that they removed the subscriber change over the last 28 days from the homepage of the dashboard and replaced it with your memberships change. And it's like, hey, can you guys please stop taking useful information that I need and hiding it away behind useless information that I don't need, which has been an ongoing pattern. I used to be able to see the likes and dislike counts for a video just in the content menu as I was scrolling by. So I could see like, hey, how's sentiment doing on the last few videos, just like kind of at a glance. And now to find the dislike count, I kid you not, you have to click on the video, click over onto analytics, then you have to go to uh, engagement, I think it is. 
it's either engagement or audience. Engagement, I think. Then you can see the ratio. Um, so then you can open up, you can multitask, open up your YouTube viewer app, navigate to that video. Or I think from within the analytics, you can go back to that content and, and open it up in the YouTube player app from there. So either way, it's two actions. Then you can see the light count. So then you can open up your calculator, calculate it, and then you can finally get it. It's like this nine, 10 step process when I just want to know what the sentiment is like on this video. Um, so between, so they just keep hiding things away. And it's this, it's this slow and steady march towards reducing our access to the data that I feel like we need to help us do our jobs. And, um, adding features that are not 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 useful from a um from my point of view anyway Fair enough. so i was i was really frustrated and it's like it's little things like youtube has been eroding and eroding and eroding the data transparency of this platform the entire time that i've been on it and they've been eroding and eroding and eroding creator control the entire time that i've been on it and the fact that other creators aren't as frustrated as me is in itself really frustrating. Like, why wasn't there absolute outrage when YouTube threatened Social Blade with legal action for holding more than 24 months of creator stats live on their site? You used to be able to go and find any channel and chart its rise and fall and then you could go and you could like go onto the channel and you could look at, okay, what was the style of content when it started, when they started to decline? Like you could look and you could see big trends on the platform, like the rise and fall of, of pranks, for example. And you could, you could track this and you could, you could make decisions about how you want to run your business. And instead they're, they are hiding that away. They're hiding exact subscribe counts. They're, uh, yeah, this is great. Uh, uh, who is this on uh, Twitch chat? They they hid estimated monetized playbacks from immediate view in the revenue tab. So you can see, you can see the way that the tide is going. And I just, I went off on someone who's not controlling it, to be honest with you. I think that this individual controls some of the things that I was upset about, but they certainly don't control all of them. The overall direction of the platform to be, I think, really just more revenue focused and less youtube you know is just very clear and so i got really angry not because it was so much work for me to go and see what the net subscriber change on my channel was in the last 28 days i got so angry because the thing that what it was replaced with was this memberships stat that uh. most people do not heavily use but i can see the direction that we're going and i'm just i'm just so angry that we can't like clearly the writing is on the wall for subscribing to a channel in general you know yeah. it already is just you know what what they might call um an indicator you know or a, a marker it's it's just a data point you know it's not actually a subscription yeah the bell helps the bell's kind of the actual new subscription <laughs> Yes, the issue with the bell is that actually getting a notification every time a channel does anything is, is not necessarily the best. Yeah. And that might sound crazy coming from a YouTube creator. Like you would think, right, that obviously I would just want you to immediately drop everything you're doing and 
look at what I've done the second that it drops. But a notification in real time is not necessarily the best solution. Do you have any idea how few people actually click those notifications and immediately interact with the content? Oh, it's probably tiny. I, I've so used... I, want, I want you to guess. Take a shot at it. 15 Fifteen percent of the people who get it. That's, yeah, that's your guess. That's the shot I'm taking. I have no idea at all. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, so here's a video um, called "I Want to Love Apple, But They're Making It Hard." It has two point six million views from two point one million unique viewers. Okay, there were nine hundred seventy four thousand bell notifications sent. Wow. We got. And I kid you not, uh, here it is, 11,500 wow. views Holy. from Bell Notifications. To be fair, I, I use Bell Notifications, but I don't watch YouTube on my phone. So, like, I'll get a notification for a channel. Especially, I, I will mostly Bell notify on channels that upload extremely infrequently. Because I find that like if I don't click on one of their videos, they're just gone forever. So I want to know when one yeah. of their videos come through. But I'll see the notification come in and then I'll bring it up on my computer. So that wouldn't count as a bell notification thing, I don't think. Um, it's, it's really I suspect hard to most people are not disciplined enough to see a bell notification and then like remember to go look at it later. And that's a big part of the reason yeah, that fair. Google has shifted from emphasizing subscribe and ring the bell to not and the here's the here's the really scary part of that is if you're one of those people who has the bell rung right and you get that notification and you don't engage with it or you engage with it for five seconds and you're like oh i'm at my bus stop i gotta go and you close it and you abandon it that is actually a, a much stronger indicator for the platform that this is bad content that is going to affect the way that it gets served to the other. Oh, like that um, individual video. Cause they're like, Oh, your hardcore don't even want to watch it. Oh, wow. It's going to make it less likely that I'm going to get be, get to be served to other people. The bell notification Crazy. is like, so, so here's the thing. I get it. I get why subscriptions have become the way that they have, because it's clear that the recommendation algorithm is so much more powerful and is clearly uh, 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 a better user experience, or at least a growing user experience compared to the old way. But I don't feel like it has to be replaced with memberships. You know, it's just, it's just very obvious that instead of YouTube being willing to lead and have its own identity as YouTube, it's just looking at other platforms, whether it's Twitter with their super follows, or whether it's Twitch with their emphasis on live gaming or whether it's TikTok with short form video, YouTube's just a copycat at this point. What's the last thing YouTube has done that has been a clear differentiating move that has been that has demonstrated leadership in the online video space? Tell me something. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of anything. They they well, like initialized all of it. Yeah, sure. I doubt they're going to be able to say anything either. Tell me something YouTube has innovated, guys. And so that's why I'm so frustrated. I rely on this platform. And you know what? Maybe maybe our relationship is not perfect, but I, I think there's a part of me that loves it, right? Like it has changed my life and I believe the world for the better. So guys, can we stop it up, please? And so, yeah, I got, I got 
real passionate about it. I got really angry because I, I saw, I saw, you know, basically like, I couldn't even read comments. It was completely bugged on my device or my account. I don't know what the issue was, but I could only see like six or seven comments on a video. I had to go out to the player app for that. 18 months ago, I said, Hey, there's still no way to see any kinds of stats or interact with people for stories in the creator studio app. I shouldn't have to go to the viewer app to create. That doesn't make sense. And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like great feedback. And then they sat and did nothing, removed the ability to um, meaningfully compare data period over period. Now all I have is this like, Oh, this is how good it is compared to normal. Even though I showed them, I used actual data from my own channel when I had a six-month decline where everyone, partner manager, other contacts that I have at YouTube, my dashboard were like, this is normal, this is normal, this is normal, because it's this rolling, it looks at your rolling average over the last little bit. And so if you're down 10% a month for six months, you could be down 60% with it telling you it's normal the whole time and i'm like no this is not useful i need to be able to, to track period over period so i can see how things are going and it's like it's this constant it's this constant march towards feeling better and i'm like you know what my mental health is not better when you tell me everything is good and everyone likes your videos and then people stop watching them and all of a sudden i'm not making a living anymore that's not going to be good for anyone's mental health. Oh man, now I'm going off on it again. I was going to say, I think Ooh. you're, I think you're starting to pop off. The uh, there was some some examples that came up in in Flowplane chat that I don't 100 percent know if they're legit or not. But chapters, sure, one that Hit someone me. brought up. Yeah, chapters. Chapters are restoring functionality they broke nine years ago. We used to have annotations. We used oh, to have right. annotations yeah. so you can actually create yeah. like a, we, we used to do it. Remember, it's just a new version create of that. Like a DVD yeah. menu screen with chapters. Now, the current implementation is better, but yeah. my God, that shouldn't have taken eight years. And then a, a fun, spicy one that I'll just throw out there is removing the dislike button. <laughs> that, was, that was innovation, dude. That, so, sometimes not, innovation is taking things away. OK, that's following again. All they did was follow <laughs> other platforms that don't have dislikes. Yeah. Float plane chat, guys, you guys are going to start getting timeouts if you're going to keep talking about vaccine crap. Just cut it out. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, so I'm, yeah. So I'm frustrated. And people are like, oh, millionaire problems. Yeah. They're millionaire problems for people who have 65 mouths to feed. I can't have my tools. Like, imagine, imagine you're a trades, a trades worker, right? Okay. And every day you leave the job site. The homeowner comes and moves your tools around or like breaks them. I'm just trying to do my job. Or right? just randomly like adds a restriction. You can't use this tool anymore. You're not yeah, allowed or to use you this can tool use anymore. it, but but you have to do a special dance before you use it that takes 30 seconds. Yeah. You can only use nails that you purchased within the last 12 months. Any nails that are over 12 months old are not allowed to be used. So, yeah, I was I was really frustrated and I was really angry, but how angry I was and how I acted really opened my eyes to how I have not been level headed. Um, and I think this, this leads really well back into the last couple of weeks where we've discussed uh, one Mr. Musk. So bottom line is, you know, 
I think that the 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 messaging around the attempt to purchase Twitter, which may actually go through from how it's looking right now. Yeah. I think the messaging of I will save it. I will be the hero for free speech that the world needs. No, these are not direct quotes, but I think the sentiment is pretty clear. I think it shows a, a narcissistic personality with a messiah complex. Um, and there's enough there's enough. There's enough information about this particular individual that contradicts some kind of grand, noble goal towards improving free speech in the world that, honestly, it's just offensive to me that anyone even believes it for a second. You know, um, and the reality of it is that my head's not been quite on straight. And I went and I started drawing comparisons because I, I, like, I read a ton and I don't always get every detail right. And the way that my memory works is like highly associative. Like I will see, I'll see a spoon and I'll be like, oh yeah, Cereal. that one spoon that doesn't match. I remember where we got it. Mm. it like, that's just like the, I just, I, I make jumps, I make jumps, I make connections. Um, and so, you know, this is, this was, uh, this is a character that, you know, I, I find the fact that there's this, there's this worship uh, of this particular character who has made a lot of, not just mistakes, but in my opinion, a lot of um, moves that demonstrate a character that I personally am not, um, I, I, don't, I don't think is great there. That, that's what I'll say. Um, that I just, I, you know what I did is I just, I started, I started going off and I started taking things that were actually to do with, you know, other billionaires that people worship for reasons that I think are, do, do not overcome the problems with these people or anecdotes that I had heard or things that I read three years ago and I don't remember all the details of. And so last week there was an attempt made to kind of set the record straight. Honestly, I didn't do a good job then either. So this week, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to keep it really simple. Uh, we had we had the writing team put together a list of, you know, things that I either got wrong or were based on hearsay. And I'm, I just want to I just want to clear it up. OK, so the claim was that Musk was not the original founder of Tesla. Um, Tesla was founded by Mark Eberhard and Mark Tarpening in 2003. Uh, Elon Musk was an early investor in 2004. He OK, was the, he was the so, lead of the first round of investments, as far as my understanding. Correct. Was. Yeah. So there was some fighting about that founder title. I think I, I had said who I think I'd gotten wrong, who sued who. Bottom line is, founder, in my opinion, is you can just be CEO. Why do you need to be founder when you literally didn't found something? Um, you could make the argument that you were foundational, you know, or whatever. To me, it's a, it's a, it's a silly thing. It's, a, it's an ego thing. I don't think it's um, I don't think it it reflects someone who is healthy to get kind of hung up on details like that. And who was right and who was wrong with respect to the the lawsuit and the argument about it. I've got an entire page on it. Honestly, I'm not going to read it's the whole lot. thing to you guys because I just it doesn't matter. The point is that I said some stuff that wasn't quite accurate. OK, but. It's also just factually correct that Mr. Musk did not found Tesla in the sense that we would think of founding. 
Yeah, I, I tried to look up like what the media group. Yeah, I tried to look up like what the what the definition of that was. Um, and sometimes, to be fair, it does get a little vague, especially when it comes into um, when when people start opening things up for these investment rounds and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it has definitely happened before where extremely early investors get labeled as uh, founders. I don't know if that's normal, but yeah, he wasn't like one of the literal initial OG founders. people. Yeah. So, but you know what? Maybe from his point of view, he feels like he should be because they wouldn't have gotten anywhere without him. So that's why I'm just, I'm just saying like, yeah, here's where here's where I got the idea from. It's not actually technically wrong in that sense. Um, but yeah, maybe he has an argument too. I no longer care. I've moved on. Sure. Uh, honestly, it was just a f- I went back and I rewatched the clip. Like my brain was going two steps ahead and my mouth was way back here. <laughs> the the thing with the whole like family treatment. Um, really I was talking about choosing better heroes. And the person who was really horrible to their family was Steve Jobs. That's not really open for debate. Guy was like not a good dude as far as treatment of family goes. Um, now, this is all hearsay, but according to previous spouses, uh, Elon's track record ain't perfect. Okay, that's, this that's is, all this I'll is say. Previ- just to be it's clear, hearsay, this, is, this is previous spouse, right? This is an indiv- one person? This yes. Is, yeah. Uh, well, spouses. two spouses, crimes, allegations of like poor living conditions. When I by mean, yeah. his own admission, this is great. He lives very frugally, but he allows himself this one luxury of a private jet. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean, what? the stuff she was complaining about was like there only being like peanut butter and stuff. Isn't she like super rich too? Can she buy her own food? Um. So it depends. I'm not going to pretend to understand their relationship dynamic because I was not there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe she, sorry, go for it. Maybe she could buy a new mattress. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So I'm, so that's it. So I, I have definitely, I have definitely seen bits that give me reason to believe that um, he's not the kind of father that I want to be. Um, there's a, there's a bit about how during the first part of an infant's life, the kid doesn't really need him. So Grimes is doing all the work and I'm sitting here going, uh, right. But like, it's, did it occur to you for four seconds that it might not be actually about the infant (laughs) like being helpful? (laughs) Like, you know, I just like, I read stuff like that and it's just like, clearly it just doesn't have a clue. Right. Um, and so, you know, no, I don't have anything concrete, but my vibe ain't great so i'm still there but i'm also you know i'm not gonna make any kind of assertions um as for the claim that tesla dissolved their pr department i don't really know why there's any debate about this they 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 confirmed it we no longer have a pr team and the fact that anyone thinks that that is defensible is terrifying to me it's absolutely terrifying to me to think that corporations so should here's just a, here's a, not have to answer questions and should just decide they're just simply not going to answer questions anymore. Here's a potential flip. Uh, there's there's no official PR team for LTT Store. Like I can think of a lot of places that sell yes, things. There is. 
Is you there? can go on linusmediagroup.com and we have an email called info at linusmediagroup.com that you can contact and ask a question. Of course, we have a forward-facing way to to talk to us. Yeah, I mean, there's a like way to any talk. Decent company. There's a way to to talk to mm. Tesla as well. They didn't just dissolve the PR team. They made it so you actually cannot reach them. You can tag Elon on Twitter and hope you get a response. Yeah. Like that is not no, 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 no. That's like actually not acceptable, especially for something where safety is such an enormous factor. Something where the costs for the customer are so high that when you know when a when a customer has a roof fly off the vehicle because of your shoddy quality control on the way home from the factory, allegedly. Allegedly. You need to answer questions about that. People could have died. This isn't just like some media company where you might be like, hey, what brand of underarm deodorant does Linus use because Ed referred to it as cheap and I don't want to smell cheap. You know, like that's the kind of questions people might ask us. We don't we don't make life and death products. So it looks like they have press at Tesla.com. So they literally dissolved their PR department. So what does that mean? I don't know. Because like the the thing that you brought up was that there's no way to contact them, right? But they I mean they have a contact. Oh, do they just not reply to it? I Hold don't on. know. There there's press at tesla.com, there's eu press at tesla.com, there's apac press at tesla.com and there's china-press at tesla.com. So, Electric can confirm Tesla has dissolved its PR department, technically becoming the first automaker who doesn't talk to the press. They have press emails. And bah, bah. Hold on a second. AC here. We had a contact there. They told us they won't talk to us anymore. Yeah. So, actually, we've experienced it firsthand. I don't just have to take Electric's word for it. A-Prime says, does Apple talk to us, though? Uh, Apple is also an astonishingly arrogant company with a really bad attitude. Fair enough. Apple, like Tesla, talks only to whoever they want to talk when they want to talk. Like, I, 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 what, do you, what do you want me to say? I mean, saying like, oh, Apple, Apple does it too. is like, Okay, <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting is Apple did have press contacts for us all of a sudden when they needed something. And as soon as they didn't need anything, they took off again. I'm sure Tesla would be the same way. I there's yep. there's I, I can't help but think uh, that our, a very large NR amount Stanley of companies. Says, NR Stanley says the press emails go unanswered. Okay, so there you go. Okay. Well, I, I, I can't imagine there isn't a large amount of companies that are very selective about what press emails they respond to. Um, I don't know if you well, remember yeah, back I mean, in the legal day. Legal would that, have to review a lot of stuff. I don't know if you remember back in the day, but even when even when Oculus was a part of Facebook, um, it was actually impossible for us to talk to them uh, until I started just like harassing Palmer Lucky directly, and then we were able to get responses. Um, so the problem with this, and the reason that I brought it up, was not necessarily to say that there's no one else who effectively doesn't have a press relations department or who just considers themselves above answering questions. Because really, that's the attitude that we're showing here. The reason I brought it up is because it does demonstrate an arrogance and a belief that you simply aren't accountable. Um, and it was while we were discussing that Elon is supposed to be some kind of, uh, some kind of free speech, um, some kind of, so, so, some kind of like paragon of 
And you know what? Yeah, transparency, I guess, is not technically free speech. No. But from my point of view, they're both foundational pillars of a free society, I guess, is what I will say. And so what I did was, again, my brain was two steps ahead of my mouth and I was making these connections. And that's why I brought it up, which is why it made no sense. Uh, Selbar said Elon dissolved their PR because he felt it was a pointless cost as it didn't shift their rep at all. Right. Because their, their rep was bad because they kept doing stupid stuff and having like bad QC and kept having scandals. Now, there have been times that I think that traditional automaker press has unfairly targeted Tesla. That's a fair criticism. Extremely. Yeah. And, and lots of other groups as that. well. He's he's a very... Yeah. Uh, I, I've actually been wondering how to phrase this over the last couple of days. He's a very... Uh, conflict is very heavy when it around him, both in like support and uh, attack. Like I, I can't think of all that many other people who have had companies out there that are so public and so welcomed by so many people. And then you have like people showing up to the Tesla superchargers and like parking um, internal combustion engine cars in the spots uh, and like yep. trying to like freak people out so that they'll leave the area. And like, like it's, it's extremely, extremely contentious. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to find articles a balanced take yeah and we yeah kind of added to that problem uh but it's, yeah, but it didn't it's, help no but it's it's very hard like i i tried to do some research on a, on a few of these things myself um and diving into quite a few of them i was like wow i really can't find anything that isn't extremely heavily editorialized um one way or the other yeah like just it's it's yeah it's pretty but if we just tough. If we slow down and look at the actions, right? Um, Alex Clark is is kind of mad in the uh, flow plane chat right now. He's like, "Hey, there's also the whole suing Top Gear thing." Yeah, suing suing independent media is like not cool, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. They don't have to say nice things about you. You cannot work with them again, by all means, and you don't have to what, reply what to their email. Sue them for. Uh, he sued them. I forget what the... You know what? I don't want to say. I don't remember the exact didn't, details. Didn't they so fake some stuff? It. Wasn't that actually like... No, he tossed... Well, he lost. Yeah, judge tossed so, it out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um. Okay. So then, you know, other things we talked about. Musk pumping up Dogecoin. I mean, please. Anyone who's going to argue that that was a thing... <laughs> or was not a thing, excuse me. Like, come on. One thing we got definitely wrong was uh, the Starlink aid to Ukraine. Tesla, yeah. uh, SpaceX covered a significant portion of that. And like that's actually good. a lot. Yeah. A plus good. Now, now you can get into a much bigger conversation around, um, uh, uh, oh man, what's, what's it called? When you like whitewash your image or greenwash your image through like a, a just like negligible amount of philanthropy compared to your wealth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could sure. talk about that, but at the end of the day, Starlink is a really important product. I mean, yeah, you have to be will you have actually to be... be an enormous good for the world. Yeah, agreed. Profit, and and I'm yourself, but... I'm happy that they're they're that they're, they're, yeah, that they're doing that here. And I'm sure to a certain degree 
it's going to act as an advertising piece because they're showing like, look, even in a crazy conflict zone, it's working. And like, it's really helpful for people. And like when all the other infrastructure is failing, this is working. Like that's obviously a fantastic advertising piece. And I'm sure there was at least a little bit of motivation to do that. Um, but like, it, it's a little bit of a, an interesting path to go down um, when to, to try to say like, oh, it's, it's, I don't know. Using that as a negative thing, I don't think is fair at all. He was asked for it, and he supplied it. Yep. It's similar there to it's similar to a few other things in this doc where people are like, "Ah, like he he did this thing, and it like wasn't exactly the way that I would like it to have been done." And it's like, well, yep. he was asked like for this thing, and he supplied it. Yeah, yeah. Like the yep. like uh, they provided what they were asked for. So you know what? That's something I got wrong. I I managed to get misled by editorialized content about that whole saga and i'm sorry and then when that people some, i when make people mistakes. yelled at him about the ventilator thing because apparently it did end up being not helpful even though at least he claims it was what was asked for um they turned around and after that they they worked with a company that produces the correct ventilators and they helped them like spacex apparently uh was like one of the few companies that could actually produce the valves that they needed for the ventilators and spacex produced a huge amount of the valves which was the most complicated component for making the ventilators for this company that makes the correct ventilators so that they could produce significantly more than they would have otherwise been able to and that like doesn't yeah. get any coverage um which again i'm not trying to like be the weird nerd that dives in front of elon to defend him because i don't think he needs it at all um i have yep. i am in no way interested in coming to the defense of billionaires and you should know that if you've watched this show before but i do want the attacks to be accurate and correct and i think there is things to go after properly and i think yep. that should be all that is done Zypher says double standard much. He just finished telling Floatplane users to stop talking about a certain something, and now he's saying that independent media can talk about whatever they want. Which is it? Question mark, exclamation mark. Uh, there was a flame war. Uh, people were violating the terms of service of the website by personally attacking each other. Yeah. So, yeah, that, there's there's a distinction there. But you don't know that because you're not uh, Floatplane elite. So enjoy, enjoy YouTube chat. Or don't. Um, what else we got? Yeah, we got not disclosing the stake in Twitter. I've got people wondering why that mattered. It mattered because it was illegal. That's why it mattered. Well, if you if you are a large public figure and you are hastily grabbing shares in a single company, um, making that public will drive the cost of those shares up significantly. And it is apparently, I don't know a lot about this type of stuff, but it is apparently the law that you're supposed to do that. Um, and he didn't. If you which... reach a 5% threshold. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about this stuff. Um, but but that would, like, if people see, like, oh, Musk is investing a bunch in Twitter, a bunch of people are going to also try to do that, and it's going to drive the cost up. And if he does not disclose that, and people do not know that, it will at least somewhat aid in keeping the cost uh, similar to what it was when he first started buying. So he illegally... Um suppressed the value of shares that other people unknowingly sold even though legally there was supposed to be a disclosure that probably would have driven up the price of those shares so basically um it was an example of what i consider to be extraordinarily unethical behavior and acting in self-interest um that is a has been a pattern whether it's dogecoin or whether it's buying twitter shares 
Um, I'm not impressed. And I don't have to be because illegally manipulating stock prices is illegal. So there's that. Yeah. All right. Are A Prime and Alex arguing in float plane chat? You guys better not be. <laughs> I don't. I don't everyone. think so. I'm not sure. But okay. So. Um, what we're we gonna say? Okay, so there was the whole pedo guy Thai cave rescue thing. You know what? I'm just gonna say that was way more complicated than we gave it credit for. Yep. So sorry. I'm just never gonna talk about it again unless I like literally hire a dedicated person to go in and dig up every yeah. everything about it yeah um, to dive through the court case and like do all this yeah it's a lot okay and there's nothing in here about right to repair tesla is a horrible oh, horrible yeah. company yeah when it comes to right to repair and that comes straight from the top uh that that much is just very clear so i do not like and oh man, I was I was criticized for having a very us versus them attitude about it, as though it's like it's like us versus them. And I was also criticized for being an elite while criticizing the elite. But I think the thing you guys got to understand is that it is us versus them when them do stuff that makes life worse for us. And when I mean them and us, I mean the people who make the cars. We are talking billionaires and people who buy them. Yes, I am a millionaire. I mean, like, obviously, like there, there are sites you can go on to see, like, it's just common sense. We have 65 full-time employees. I, I am clearly, uh, hold on a second. Greg Schneider spent a hundred dollars to send this super chat. I watch every video and tell people to, I buy merch. First video where Linus is getting political enough to make me consider stopping. Just sad. Stick to tech and don't create division. What? What was political here? Most of the show has been political. is a is an interesting term these days. <laughs> I think it gets used for a lot of things. But mo a lot of the show so far has been um, about very uh, line dividing topics. Ah. Uh, okay. I like I don't know what to tell you. Someone elevating themselves to the detriment of other people shouldn't divide people down a political line. That's just bad. I don't care if your name is Elon Musk or Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi. It doesn't matter. If you are engaging in unethical behavior that enriches yourself at the cost of the general public, that's bad. Anyway, yeah. the point is, yes, I'm a millionaire. You can find that out very easily. Google is your friend. But I am not, I am not influential in the same way that the, the wealthy elite are. I can't, I can't change policy. We're talking me compared to a person who can change policy by just changing the policy. Tesla's stance on right to repair could change tomorrow with a tweet. I don't have that kind of power. So, yeah, it's us versus them because I'm not on that side. Uh, I think the last thing that we have left is, uh, I guess that's it. Oh, okay, there was the whole thing. Someone wrote an article, claim. Someone wrote an article Musk didn't like, and as he had pre-purchased a Model X, X, Musk took it upon himself to cancel the order. Um, Basically, Musk's 
take on this, which is still up on Twitter from February 3rd, 2016. Must be a slow news day if denying service to a super rude customer gets this much attention. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily um, just rudeness to be upset about the way that the launch of the Model X was handled. If you gave a $5,000 deposit, I think characterizing something like that as being rude um, is dismissive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there you go. I am sorry for anything I said that was not factually correct. And I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We're done now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be done. Let's be, let's be done. Let's be done. All right. Speaking Delve of done. Creates. Speaking of done. Oh, speaking of done, we are done launching. Do you have your screen share up? We are done launching a whopping. How many freaking new colors of water bottles do we have? Because these things are awesome. And I got to say, mad props to Nick and the rest of the Creator Warehouse team because, wow, the names for them are just outstanding. I mean, we spent so long, okay, coming up with the best names. We've got, we've got 12 a.m. green. Luke, are you screen sharing? Yeah. Am I just not able to see it? Uh, okay, do you correct. want to show them the 10 new colors? Yeah. 10 new colors of water bottles. I'm going through it. We got, we got Hero, which is like purple and green. Uh, sandstorm, which is it, it reminds me of like a like a mocha colored or like a like a coffee uh, color. There's circuit, which is green, makes sense. Also, it has golden circuitry that looks really cool, actually. Uh, night, which looks like it's purple with uh, with yellow. Oh, oh, they say they do not see anything, Luke. You are not screen sharing. Oh, you're on studio mode, so you got to push that. There should be one of those buttons. I'm a little blind, but one of those buttons should be to make that the live scene instead of the the studio scene hey Noise. there we go okay i'm gonna go back through it again this is hero purple and green uh, there's a story behind that by the way my mom made me a uh green and purple cape when i was a child okay um and that's green and purple yeah makes that's sense the whole story <laughs> it made me for some reason think of teenage mutant ninja turtles i wasn't sure why though uh this is the one that made me think of coffee this one's called sandstorm cool uh, there's circuit, which is, I mean, green with gold makes sense. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, night is like a purple and yellow H2O2 makes sense. White background, blue printing 12 AM green looks very like army drab blueberry pie. That's actually, that's a very funky combo. I have the, I have the, the hero one. Um, but they're all kind of, they're all here on the table in front of me. Um, cream scream, uh, looks like an almost like day theme Linus Tech Tips colors. Uh, sunrise, blue and pink. Violet. Cream scream is, uh, cause we didn't want to get like, we didn't want to infringe anyone's trademark. Cream scream. Get it? Cream scream, white and orange. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yep. Uh, Not just like a violent climax. <laughs> <laughs> White and black, I think, is pretty classic. Um, yeah, that one's old. Black and gold. Yeah, okay. So we're getting into the, the, okay, the more OG we can go colors. back. So, so I lied. Um, the names were actually really just like come up with. Oh, no, you missed Blueberry Pie. Did I? I think so. I don't think so. Blueberry Pie looks amazing. It's purple and light blue. Yeah, I think I just didn't say it, but I, I showed it on okay, the screen. Okay, cool. 
Yeah. Uh, so Nick came up with these names in like two minutes. <laughs> oh, well, they're good. So good job, Nick. Yeah. I think I came up with Hero and we worked together on Cream Scream. But other than that, yeah, Nick just like came up with it. Uh, but they're there, guys. Go check them out. Let's talk some tech news, shall we? Yes. Dell creates a proprietary DDR5 connector. And my spicy take on this, before we even get any further into it, is maybe that's not actually a terrible thing. All right. Now, this was written by Anthony, and I think he's editorialized a little bit in here, but I. Just a little oh, bit. No. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Under embargo. Wait. Uh, oh, shoot. Alex added some notes here that may or may not be under embargo. We just might not be able to talk about this yet this week. I, oh, it's late, but um, I've seen him in the chat anyway, so I'm just going to call him. This is why I started terrible, watching. Fair enough. Terrible Fair boss. Enough. Oh, okay. This is why I started watching. Oh, okay. Um, hi, Mr. Clark. Yes. So, am I allowed to say the things you said or no? Yes, I have taken everything that's in there, and like the stuff that I can't say is not in there. Okay, cool. So it's sanitized. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sweet. A lot, a lot more. Okay, cool. I'm but excited. Okay, okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Okay. Oh, love that guy. Okay, so we're allowed to say everything that's in here. Dell, a company once famous for its proprietary components, <laughs> has once again created a novel way to do something nobody was asking for, a proprietary DDR5 module, writes Anthony Young. The module, do you want to bring up a picture, Luke? Carter. The compression attached memory module, or CAM, is described as a compact way to replace two separate sodium modules with a single one, which... Honestly, sounds kind of cool, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Each module is split into two separate zones of eight chips each. So it's basically like taking two sodiums and gluing them together. And according to Dell's marketing, the machine that they're going to debut on, the Precision 7670, will be able to support up to 128 gigs of memory as a result. That's pretty freaking incredible. Dell claims that... HAM allows them to provide memory upgrades and higher capacities without the need to solder the chips to the mainboard, which would prevent any upgrades at all. Unfortunately, it is not known at this time, prospective buyers, whether CAM will be an open standard. Because if it's not, then yes, you could upgrade, but you, you would be holding to Dell. Here we go. There's a good look at it. So the idea is to save the, the profile, right? So you can still make super thin machines, but not solder the RAM. Yeah. So to be fair to Dell, the Precision 7670 is supposed, supposed to, be to be an absolute beast with an Alder Lake HX CPU and either Arc Pro or RTX A5000 GPUs. So they're going to cost a small fortune and there probably isn't a lot of internal space remaining for expansion slots. But there's a twist on this. Dell's also got a proprietary graphics connector based on MXM called Dell Graphics Form Factor, which first debuted on the Area 51M. So there's a recent precedent for Dell going down this path. So Luke, what's your initial sort of reaction? Our discussion question is, is this like one of those monkey paw situations, right? Where you've been asking for upgradable laptops and you end up with like... <coughs> This cursed solution where well, it's upgradable, but it's proprietary. We, I don't think we know that it's a cursed solution yet because they're 
where's the notes on this is was this taken out of the notes this is something that i'm concerned about yeah be careful just just try to answer it based on what we only knew from the initial articles covering it so far I'll give you guys more detail in a sec um okay so this note is in the bolded alex note part mm -hmm. but i can say that right uh yeah i can say things that yeah. are in the bolded alex note I wanted your spicy take right out of the gate on like a proprietary memory module. But okay, but the problem is, ah, uh, there's important things in the in the Alex note about just, that. Just, yeah, but you didn't know that yet. Ignore that. Pretend it doesn't exist. Look, I'm going to make life really easy for you, and so, I'm going to remove it. So if so oh, the wow, initial reporting wow. on this was just what's up here. That's if it. I only read the initial reporting, which I don't, yeah. which based on the additional reporting is not fair or accurate just, just, in my just, just, opinion oh my god Luke, um, just, come on, but man. then i would say that it's bad i don't want i don't want proprietary components i don't want to buy a laptop that has something that i can't replace unless i buy that thing like it, when it's ram right because yeah. th there is stuff that's very true like if you look at the uh the the hyper text link for a company that it famously overcharges for parts there's ram in there it's like 16 gigs it's like a 500 um exactly it's it's it gets really brutal and i'm not a fan of that but that's potentially not what we're dealing with so right but the thing is proprietary standards often lead us down these paths right yeah and you are literally reinventing uh because you got to remember too like it's not like dell doesn't participate in jdec right, right. so if dell wanted an open standard for a dual module thing for laptops. It's not like they don't have the relationships to try to create something like that. The industry body standards way, right? So in general, every time we see a proprietary way to attach a thing to a computer, be it a GPU, uh, a memory module, it's about typically locking the user into an environment um, as a primary concern with whatever else they were trying to achieve as maybe a, a similar level concern or even a secondary concern. So there was a lot of trepidation around this move. Yeah. But we know these new things now. Yes. Alex okay. got to have yeah. a meeting with the guy that designed CAM today. Um, some of the info we have is under embargo until such time as it is not under embargo. So we can't say too much, but... Alex's take so far is that it's in it is legit and they are in discussion with JDEC and with Intel to make it a standard. And what that would mean is that instead of relying on Dell and their maybe handful of authorized partners who can make these things, and we've seen yeah. this, we've seen this many times where the only place that you can get an SSD to go in your in your Apple machine is from, you know, OWC and maybe like one other supplier, which means there's very little competition Competition and prices stay high. Uh, if they are making it an open standard, then what we could expect is that prices might be a little higher than a regular sodium because it's just less, it's a lower volume part. Um, so that there's just lower demand, therefore lower production volumes, therefore higher prices. But I would expect the pricing to be at least close to, or, or at least reflective of the cost of building it, which is just you know twice as many uh, DRAM packages and like it's going to cost more because it's like way more RAM and okay the PCB design overhead has to be covered and we're not going to sell as many units but like it sounds like it could be pretty 
reasonable. And one of the reasons that this could be a great move for the industry is that currently sodium is one to two generations away from not being able to support increasing memory speeds and capacity. And the connector itself adds a lot of signal interference as well as cost and Z height, which is the thickness that it adds to the overall design. Yeah. Currently, if you have 128 gigs of sodium memory, four sticks, the speed tops out at 4,000 megatransfers per second. I mean, compare that to the leaked speeds in the article. And Dell's talking about this thing doing uh, 128 gigs of DDR5 4,800 transfer per second using this standard. Well, that's freaking awesome. Or I think this is a rumor. Yeah. Twitter user recently shared photographs. Yeah. Yeah. It's rumor, a leak rumor, or rumor. Whatever. Yeah. Leak, rumor. Yeah. Who knows? That yeah. was allegedly saying that they can achieve that. So honestly, I started out kind of angry and ended up kind of jacked actually on it. Yeah. I agree. Well, when you hear like Dell proprietary thing, blah, 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 the, the knee jerk is definitely going to be like, well, this sucks a lot. Um, well, yeah, they don't have a good track record for that. Stuff. Oh, absolutely not. Right. So it's it's really nice to hear that. I mean, well, hopefully this actually happens, but it's really nice to hear that they are um, legit in discussion with JDEC and Intel and working on making it a standard and stuff like that. So it doesn't go down that route because it sounds like cool tech that would be nice for like a range of people to have. Um, absolutely. And and that's that's actually really exciting. But yeah, when you read like the first few lines of this, it's terrifying. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Like, this is horrible. Look, I, I, I know you didn't want to give me a take now that we know more, but well, no, I, I didn't knew know. Like a week, I didn't People know what your, out. I didn't know what your plan was. I didn't know if we were actually going to read the Alex part or not, and I was just like, uh, I don't want to like condemn them if they're actually doing something that might be cool. Uh, but yeah, 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 for sure. Because they um, would deserve it. If the Alex part wasn't in here, like if that if that didn't exist at all, and I don't mean just Alex's notes, but I mean like that concept in in the slightest. Mm-hmm. If they were just making this proprietary, that would suck, and I, I would want to go after them for it. But oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about how the GPU apocalypse? Oh, holy crap! Should we do uh, sponsor Luke, spots? I don't, it is eight thirty. I don't know how to access the merch messages dashboard. Oh. Um, Can you send it to me? Sorry, I'm, yeah. Some of you may not have realized, but. <laughs> I am not actually here. Yeah. <laughs> it should be in your email, but I can I can fire it to you right now. Um I, if you want to just start the next there. topic. Hey, Mr. Bella Vance has already hit me with it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. We actually don't have a ton of curated merch messages today. There's only only a handful. Most of them are just going getting pushed to the stream. Yeah. So yeah, guys, don't forget that if you if you want to chat with us. Super chats are really not the way to do it anymore over on YouTube. We we don't really look at those anymore. I mean, I did notice that someone spent $100 to tell me that they they don't like me anymore. That's um, a really like, good way. If you want to really complain about, like, if you just hate me, just just go at it. But, like, tell me through merch messages. Buy stuff on the store. Um, Let her rip, Yeah, merch dude. messages are definitely better because then you, like, get an order. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Greg... So I, I actually sh- I have one more thing to say to Greg is like I don't think that I was creating division I think the division's there and I think the fact that there's a perceived division because of the things I was saying means that the division is just already there if anything I was trying to be extremely level this week um, it's okay for me to like it's okay for me to not think someone is 
a messiah and it's okay for you to think someone is and like whatever it's it's all good but it is tech that's the thing is you got to understand that these figures whether your name is tim cook or you know uh larry ellison or uh bill gates or whatever like these are people who who are tech you know you can't you can't say that something to do with um Oh man, I'm trying to think of, you know, someone who I would, uh, okay, let's say take Woz, right? Something to do with Steve Wozniak. When Steve Wozniak opens his mouth or when Linus Torvalds opens his mouth, it's tech. Whether, you know, no matter what they're talking about, it's kind of there. There are celebrities, right? So we, we do talk about them. Yeah. Um, we can have, we... by the way, even if you're still trying to get into the dashboard, uh, Bell's here. You no, can I'm just in. Read him off. I'm good. Okay. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Tesla using. Oh man, I don't want to talk about Tesla just yet. That's the whole <laughs> man. That's the whole thing. Okay, the GPU scale apocalypse may actually be ending. Sources: PC Gamer and 3D Center. Oh, we you should talk through this one, Luke. We should maybe do sponsors or. or not. I was going to do them eventually. Okay, we've been I mean, live we can for do an them hour. Now if I you think. want, sure. Um, yeah, go for it. Okay. Thanks, MSI, for sponsoring this week's WAN show. The MSI Optics MPG 321 QRF-QD. Dang, that is quite the name. It's a great option if you're looking for a new gaming monitor. It's a 32-inch 1440p monitor with an IPS panel that boasts one millisecond response times. It does up to 175 hertz for smoother gaming and will hit 600 nits peak brightness for, I would say, an HDR-ish experience. Uh, the reality of it is, though, it's all about the value with this one. It's an excellent balance, okay? So instead of going all the way to 4K, it's 1440p. But that means you can go all the way to 175 hertz, which is great if you're super competitive. Like, yeah, it only does 600 um, compared to, you know, 1,000 or higher than that, like you might have on a creator monitor. But it doesn't cost $1,200, $1,500. It does have quantum dot technology. It is NVIDIA G-Sync compatible. So you're going to get great colors and you're going to get nice, smooth frame delivery. And you can learn more and purchase your own at the link down below. Good bang for the buck gaming display. Uh, the show is also brought to you by Jump Cloud. If you've been in IT for any length of time, you're probably aware of how important the community is to many of us. It, how important community is, not the community. I mean, yes, both. It brings us together like our love of bacon, sci-fi, and gaming do. It's part of our DNA. And JumpCloud knows this and wants to give back to IT admins by creating a forum that welcomes and encourages the sharing of ideas, the asking of questions, and connecting with others. In the new JumpCloud IT community, they have spaces to talk about the big IT topics, hardware, software, network security, and best practices. Man, Luke, honestly speaking, how hard is it to find a community that really has knowledgeable people talking about like networking and security best practices? Uh, I mean, it's actually not that hard, but because of communities like this. There, there are places on the, on the internet that you can go. Um, I mean, compared to, I, okay, hold on a second. I mean, compared to finding a community to talk about like the latest episode of your favorite anime show. Oh like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's niche. Yeah. And so it's, that's what I, that was my point. So it's important that entities are going out of their way to create these yes. spaces. Yeah. And as the discussions grow, so will the topic areas, so you can suggest more. 
There's a lot to navigate in today's IT. Come and talk to your peers about navigating changes, keeping up to date, and networking. Uh, you guys can uh, even see their career spotlight and advice columns, which are launching next month at community.jumpcloud.com or at the link down below. Finally, the show is brought to you by Pulseway. With Pulseway's all-in-one platform, you can centrally manage all of your desktop servers and network devices, making IT management easier. They have desktop and mobile apps, so you'll be the first to know when things go wrong, wherever you might be. You can run scripts, build automation workflows, remote control any system, resend user passwords, or even set up custom notifications for Windows, Mac OS, or Linux. Plus, thanks to their auto-remediation technology and fully customizable end-user portal, you'll have more time for the things you love while Pulseway takes care of the rest. The best part, you can do it from anywhere. So what are you waiting for? Try it for free today through the link below and secure a limited time 20% off offer. I would like to talk about Google's ban on third-party recording apps on the Play Store. Yeah. Whoa, Hold three. on. I want your knee-jerk reaction. Knee-jerk reaction. Bad. Gut reaction. Bad. Bad. My, okay. my gut reaction Why? is bad. Sorry? Say again? Why? Why? Uh, I, I would throw exactly that right back at you. Why? Oh, oh, okay. So now the burden of proof is on me. No, I just, why would, why would you remove it? There are a lot of places where it's only, only oh, one person is required um, to, to consent mm -hmm. to the recording of a call, like genuinely extremely large amounts of places. Uh, you only have to have one person required to consent to recording of a call. Does it's, the legality of single party consent make it right? I don't know, but like, why why would they remove it? I don't know. Well, I mean, okay, let's talk about man. I was reading a really interesting. Like, what, what if you want to record way. a call and you're so? I think what you were just talking about is like, does the legality of it make it not morally okay? Well, I think there's scenarios where you would want to record something, and the person that is being recorded would not give you consent, but you are still in the right to get this thing recorded. But that's. I mean, there's also situations where it'd be very bad to record someone without their consent, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a crazy rabbit hole that I don't really want to go down. But completely removing the functionality of two people both consenting to being recorded, being able to record their call is just like, why? I don't, why would you do that? I don't get it. And like, if you're, if you're a big company or something like that, you're going to find a way to record your phone calls regardless. So like it, sure, and if, if you're true. super nefarious, if you're like really trying to do like bad, evil things by recording phone calls, you're going to find a way to record that phone call regardless. Spoiler alert. It's incredibly easy. You don't need yes. one of these apps. So like all you're really stopping is extreme layman, which in a lot of those situations, I feel like they would have consent on both sides. So I just, I don't really get the point. If someone's actually trying to like do something planned out, that's like really not good. They're going to find the extremely obvious ways to do this um, without one of these apps. Okay. I read a really interesting article before the WAN show today that was not about tech at all. It was about front license plates. Okay. The arguments for front license plates... Well, first let's start with the arguments against front, front license plates. Um, they make your car look subjectively uglier. Okay, That's one of the big ones. And Privacy advocates argue that front license plates make it much easier to track the comings and goings of the greater populace and create models that could anticipate their move or that could monitor and then anticipate their movements. These are the arguments for the removal of front license plates. 
All right. The arguments for maintaining front license plates are taxation revenue. So obviously this is an argument that's made at like a government level, not to individual users, uh, okay. or not taxation, but ticketing, ticketing good. revenue, mm. right? Um, as well as uh, I mean, you also have to buy the plate, right? So I think it's, I think law it's a little enforcement. bit of both. Well, hold on, we're getting there. Da, 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 hold on. These are the arguments for why why we should keep them. Um, and basically it's, it's better law enforcement so easier to to track down a vehicle when you can identify it both coming and going. So that's the and pro then and the con. increased uh, increased government revenue from more accurate law enforcement, essentially, really. But then what's great is that this org, front license plate, I forget what it was called, like front license plate orgs of some sort, uh, is actually owned by 3M, who is one of the largest license plate manufacturers um, in the U.S. <laughs> And, lobbying yeah yeah right <laughs> so here is here is why i think that this article was really interesting and applicable to what we're talking about now this privacy versus um utility sort of you know whose privacy is more important okay the privacy of someone on the other end of the line who may or may not have given consent, where the laws may or may not um, exist to protect that person, right? Is that person's privacy a priority? Why does the law necessarily matter? And if that person's privacy isn't a priority, well, what about the non-privacy rights of whoever it is who is recording the call that might be violated, right? Like maybe the person who wants to record this call shouldn't give like two shit about the privacy of their employer who is breaking the law by coercing them into working uh, unpaid hours or whatever the case may be. You know, two two wrongs don't make a, a right, I guess, or do they? Or like, whose right is more important? And I think that the conclusion, the only conclusion we can really come to here is that legality aside, from an ethical standpoint, this is an extremely gray area. Uh, Recording sure. okay. conversations with people. Yeah, because there's going to be times where uh, people are doing it to protect themselves and there's going to be times where people are doing it to attack other people. Sure. Okay, great. Yeah. So then knowing how gray it is, here's what I'll say. If I'm Google, here's why I made this move. And I don't know why Google actually did this. Okay. They state this update is specifically targeted apps that allow audio recordings, but that don't notify the person on the other end. So if I'm Google, this is a cover my ass move. I don't want to suddenly be held liable when someone does use a non-notifying call recording app to do something nefarious. And so your question was why? Why did they do this? And I think they're just covering their butts. I don't think it's about legality. I don't think it's about ethics. I think it's about the lawyers being like, hey, this could be a problem at some point. And I think it's that simple. That's my take. And I know it took me a really long time to get there. I'm not running on much sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Google... I'm looking into it right now. Someone, uh, M. M. Kirsch. Sorry, I probably just butchered that name. Uh, but they they let me know that Google apparently has call recording 
built in. Um, and it looks, yeah, it looks like you can. On an Android device, open the voice app. At the top left, tap the hamburger button and click on settings. And then under calls, uh, turn on incoming call options. And then you have the option to record a call. Uh, to start recording, tap four. Okay, so with their recording thing, all participants will hear an announcement that the recording has begun. I wonder if you can start the recording yep. before the person has picked up. Um, I don't know. Interesting. I doubt it. I, I would think it would be a little smarter than that. And honestly, like in some cases, there are situations where I wouldn't want the other party to know that I'm recording the call because as soon as they know that I'm recording the call, they're not going to engage in whatever unethical yeah, well, I mean, or illegal You can behavior. extremely easily do that, like I already brought up. Like this, banning these apps doesn't stop people from recording calls. It, yeah. It does. Well, here's what it does do is it does lower the barrier to entry. It's kind of like apps that Rates, have yeah. permissions that don't allow you to screen capture them, you know, like a, a yeah. password yeah. app that doesn't allow, like, obviously you can get around it by just taking a picture of the screen of the phone with another device. But what it does is it increases the barrier to entry for, you know, casual miscreants, I guess is what I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the topmost I mean, dog guess. in Twitch says call recording should be an accessibility feature. I use it because I have memory consolidation issues and often need to refer back to a call recording to take notes. Hundred percent. I'm man. I'm on the same page. Like if I just could have a setting on my phone that's just like yeah, just record every conversation that I have. I, I would I would just use that. Whenever I have calls with people at work, if they're like, hey, can like can like Floatplane make this new thing? I'll have a call with them. I'll ask them right away if I can record it and just record the entire thing because like they'll mention like some random feature that they want. And like, if I don't document it perfect and then you have to understand that you're like, you're doing that phone call game to yourself when you're trying to document yes. that stuff, because unless you type it exactly the way that they worded it, you might write it down in a, in a slightly different way than they intended. And then you hand that to a developer or whoever else, and they in, interpret it in a slightly different way again. And then you're, you're so many layers of abstraction from the original ask and it makes it complicated. So I just, yeah, I, I like recording calls as well, but again, I'm, I ask people, but, and we're, I mean, we're in, User? I'm pretty sure we're in uh, single party consent here in BC. Um, but I still ask people cause it just makes sense. Yeah, it's just polite, yeah. except for situations where it's not about politeness. It's about, you know, right. your your landlord admitting that they're renovicting you um, or that they're they're evicting you because of the color of your skin or something. Um, yeah, then you want to you want to needing that evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously they're not going to say if they know you're recording it. Yeah. I mean, with that said, it's amazing how much how many like obviously recorded like where the phone is just clearly in plain view recordings there are on the internet of people act acting like absolute pieces of human garbage. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a, in spite there's of the court, fact that there's, there's like a court the, case of one of those going on right now, but that's a whole, that's a totally what, what different is? can of worms. The, uh, Oh man. What's his name? Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, that whole thing. That's crazy. Oh, good I don't want to get into that. I don't know anywhere near enough I, it took me a while to remember their names i don't want to get into this <laughs> it's just i know there's a bunch of like uh recordings of conversations in that oh yeah i i'm as far as i can tell they're both going nuclear option and just like well 
if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> uh, apparently, just that neither of them are going to emerge from this looking good. I have no idea. I've not been following it. I don't know. I just, yeah. All right, MTG Court. What is MTG Court? Apparently, there's another high-profile Magic the Gathering. MTG is anytime anyone says chat? MTG to me, I just think Magic the Gathering. I don't know. What are you even talking about? I know what we should talk about, which is the next. Oh topic. no, no! I know who MTG is. We're not talking about that. <laughs> uh, Sorry, what are we talking about I now? Uh, I think it's just think we should dive in the next topic. Next Netflix yeah, shares or, yeah, or USB C. Is okay. Okay, let's just start with this. Is Netflix mm. completely? Like, are they done? Uh, I don't think they're done. Uh, I think, uh, I think, two hundred thousand subscribers lost yeah, in a I single mean, quarter. They had two hundred and twenty million. It's going to take a while uh, for that to, uh, you know, completely get rid of all their subscribers. Uh, they did expect to apparently gain two point five million subscribers, um, and I think they're going to have to can that. I I didn't know all of this was going on. But like a week or two ago, I canceled uh, a Netflix subscription that I had like effectively yeah. gifted to my girlfriend because I don't really watch TV because um, I was going through like credit card statements and I was like, whoa, this is a lot more expensive than when I originally <laughs> signed up for you. <laughs> Can yeah, we for cancel sure. this? Because I didn't I didn't even know that they upped their rates. Uh, I guess their their email for that went into my like advertising junk. Um, right. So I, I had no idea. And they upped it by like quite a bit. Like I feel like I'm paying oh, yeah. significantly it's, more than I used to. Um, it's very substantial. Yeah, it's a lot. Like it's a it's a lot of money. Um, I think one of the problems that they have is that their shows, I, I think pretty much all shows these days are extremely expensive to produce. Um, yeah. And it's, it's difficult to sustain. Also like sending that much data out it's really expensive <laughs> it just is yeah we, we um, legitimately actually know that yeah what they do is really hard <laughs> yeah like, and they are very Netflix. very good at it they are extremely yeah. good at it like they they actually have people that work there that are masters at that type of stuff so like i i'm sure they do a very good job of making it efficient um but it's still really expensive and I it's it's this case of I saw people talking about it on 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 the tweeters uh but it's it's one of those cases of where a lot of the share price or share value of Netflix was based around this infinite growth idea um they stopped the infinite growth and the share price tanked there's there's speculation that their company is going to see a, a significant further dive. Like there's a highlight here saying they're projected to lose another 2 million by June. Um, and I think that could be a lot of people are complaining about the the shows and the types of shows that are on Netflix these days. A lot of people are complaining like well, me, like I had no that. idea there was any actual things going on. And I canceled it because I didn't realize how crazy expensive it was. Um, but well, yeah, I think for the... one of Netflix's biggest problems is when you have a subscription model, you have to hook people on something and then you have to keep them to wanting keep them, it, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to keep them wanting it. And Netflix has developed this really bad habit of running Killing a shows. season yeah. or two seasons of a show and then just rug pulling people over and over and over again. And you get jaded. You you don't yeah, want to get you don't want to get hooked anymore because you're just like imagine if your dealer, okay, stopped being able to give you the drug you like. Well, if, I think... if every time they got you, they gave you something new and they gave it to you for a bit and they were like, sorry, I can't get that anymore. 
and you go through this awful yeah, withdrawal yeah. and they're like, okay, but here's something different. Why don't you try this one? And you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, I could, I could get into this. I like that. But boom, cold turkey withdrawal. Like it's not a good cycle. People don't want that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's been such think, uh... a pattern for them. And a big part of it is like you said, the shows are so expensive. I, I feel like I've always been a little jaded with TV shows since I, I was a, I was a Firefly fan, right? And that, that got mm. canceled when it really shouldn't have been. And ever since then, I'm no. just like, I don't really want to get attached to a show. I don't know. There, yeah, there's some like, shows every once in a blue moon, like Kim's Convenience. I actually really liked Kim's Convenience. Um, it wasn't like, it, it didn't blow my hair back, but it was, it was a, a nice, happy, positive, have in the background while you do other things type of kind of show. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very expensive these days and we're running into, uh, I mean, not to get into this type of stuff, but like, uh, inflation is, is kind of popping off right now. Um, yep. there's that whole, like the world runs on a 90 day food cycle thing. The war in Ukraine has been going on for X amount of days. Uh, Ukraine and Russia produce such a massive percentage of the world's grain overall calories available to the world is going to down, go down by quite a bit. Uh, inflation's already cranked up when food prices almost inevitably go up, it's going to be even worse, all this kind of stuff. So like the crunch on people is very, very intense right now. And you have netflix which like we can all live without um jumping their costs up very significantly while i don't know this because i don't watch but i've seen a lot of people argue i have no idea what the substance behind this is but i've seen a lot of people argue that the quality of the shows is maybe going down or maybe the shows that they liked are getting canceled or whatever else and it's just it's not a it's not a feel-good time it's it's no longer honeymoon period for netflix they have a huge amount of other competition the shows are, are tenuous and the costing is going way, way, way up. So it's, yeah. And, and you know what? Here's another problem. It, all I'm doing is pointing out problems. I'm not actually coming up with any solutions because if they did the opposite of what they're doing now, I described starting shows and ending them prematurely as rug pulling. But you know what the opposite of that is? Beating dead horses. It's the Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, the Simpsons is like good this season or something. I'm I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I, yeah, I will. Too I will, many seasons. You I should will, end it when it's still good, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. So how do how is there any way to win? And you know, this is how we end up with how, how many Marvel movies are we up to? Like 30, <laughs> 30 movies in a cinematic universe. This is how we end up with this the stupid Boba Fett series, which is like, <laughs> well, people like Mandalorian. I guess we'll just make more of that. Yeah, And so, uh, you know, I'm sitting here going, hey, Netflix, your mistake was to try things and be creative and realize that not everything was going to work. Like, no, no, actually, that's good. That's a force for good. Um, crap. Right. Like, I don't I don't have a solution for them. I think. Uh, and I mean, like, as if as if I can say anything that's going to be meaningful or impactful to someone who's like currently in crisis mode trying to run netflix so my my opinion here is probably valueless but um i would argue that i think the costing of a lot of their shows needs to go down so that they become more viable if that makes sense um 
if if you can produce these shows because i i've heard some of the numbers i don't remember off the top of my head right now but i've heard some of the per episode numbers for how much it costs yeah. to make one of these shows and it's huge like terrifyingly huge um and if you if they if they could significantly drop that like very significantly drop that which i think they could for a lot of different shows um because you don't need cinematic marvels for every single show that's on netflix there could be some more basic stuff right like some of my favorite movies um it's basically like apartment rooms and like convenience stores like they're <laughs> these are not expensive places to to film in um and if you try to make more yep. stuff like that which is cheaper to produce it's not as much of a burden to keep it going for the fans that do like it um yeah so i i feel like they've they've gotten caught in this trap of like well we're always growing the stock is really strong let's just keep pumping these like basically huge lattice of halo product type shows and then when they don't work just can them and i think people are just a little jaded about that yeah someone mentioned the office yeah one of the most successful um still watched incredibly intensely popular shows of all time is filmed in like an office building Yep. Sure, they have a few episodes here or there where which are qu quite extravagant, but a lot of it is just people sitting around in an office building. Like you can create fantastic stuff with not the insane budget that they have now. Um and I, I think that should have been more of a focus significantly more in the past. I don't know what can necessarily save them now. Um a lot of people are pointing out, hey Linus, like there's a there's a middle ground here, and you're right. You should end the show while it's still good rather than canceling it when you couldn't make it work. Like giving people, wrapping things up, giving people closure is something we don't get nearly enough of in TV series these days. That's totally true and that's totally fair. But it is one of those things that's really hard to get right when you have all these conflicting voices in your ear, right? Oh, yeah. You've got your shareholders oh, yeah. going like this. I'm sorry, did you just stop making something that is like making tons of money and driving the stock up. And then you've got viewers going, Hey, did you just cancel something? I still enjoyed watching. And you're sitting here going, yeah, but from an artistic standpoint, this was the best thing to do. Trust me, trust me in the long term, this will be better for you. And people don't necessarily want what's good for them. And it, it's really tough, right? It's tough. It's hard to get right. Is what I'm is, is all I have to say about that. Yeah, Chaos 5 mentioned the other issue is other streaming companies are putting on stuff too. Yeah, I mentioned that. There's there's lots of competition for Netflix now and and for almost Netflix's entire life there was none. Like it was it was Netflix had this extremely long run of practically no competition, which was which was stunning to me for years. Um, yeah. because it, it just made no sense to me. Like when Disney started putting shows on Netflix, I was just straight up stunned. Like the fact that they didn't just well, make their own, it was astonishing. I mean, to me. hold on a second, Luke. It costs two hundred and fifty million dollars to make a video streaming platform, so I can <laughs> see why they. Hey, no, it does. It does. That? Yes, no, it does. Pay us, pay us okay, that. Please. I don't think it's in the doc. I don't think it's in the doc. Do you want to just grab an article and put it up so people can tell what the heck we're talking about? Yeah, uh, I mean, I can talk about it without throwing that up, but I can try to find one at the same time. Uh, CNN Plus. Uh, the most amazing streaming service ever made lasted for <laughs> three months. Apparently it cost them. I, I, I'm trying to find a document right now. Um, 
Yeah, the Washington Post says it was $100 million. I, I read somewhere else that it was $250 million. Who knows? But it was in the three-digit three millions of dollars to produce this streaming yeah. service that lasted for three weeks. I, I read a lot of this is just stuff that I read. I didn't witness it perfectly or personally because, I mean, if I'm canceling Netflix, there's no way I'm subscribing to CNN. Three Plus. weeks, Luke. Apparently it lasted three weeks. Did I say three months? <laughs> I meant three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it lasted three weeks. It apparently cost $250 million to make. There was a bunch of very grandiose statements, like apparently they were selling NFTs of like the first minute of CNN Plus because they were like, this is the most monumental thing. This I don't have a perfect quote. I don't have it in front of me, but something along the lines of this is the most monumental thing that we've ever launched since the beginning of like CNN way, way back in the day. Um, clearly it wasn't. There was fewer than 10,000 subscribers. So, I mean... If you look at how much it's cost to get Floatplane going, you look at the amount of subscribers we got. Dude, we're amazing. I, yeah, I know. Can I just say you guys are superstars right now? Because, <laughs> guys, you know, I had someone mad at me for bringing up that I employ 65 people. The purpose of it wasn't to brag. The purpose of it was to point out that, you know, obviously there's a million dollars flowing through here yeah. on a pretty regular basis even just the um, salaries per month of, of everyone or the, not just salaries i guess but the the uh, the payroll for everyone per month is like very substantial there's gonna have to be that but much i can money tell you the company i'll tell you this much my 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 means are somewhere between what uh what it takes to run a 65 person company and 250 million dollars <laughs> and it's a lot closer <laughs> it's a lot closer to this one <laughs> Oh man, I I, so, I can't someone believe should, someone should just make us an offer, like just be like, yeah. hey, can we just instead of spending however many millions upon millions and millions of dollars to develop our own stupid thing, like why don't we just license Floatplane or why don't we just yeah. buy Floatplane from you guys and Luke can just do nothing but like make the WAN show and hang out next to his pool all the time, Dude. like honestly though. I could make Honestly. such a sweet WAN show if that was like all I did the entire week. The topics would be flawless. <laughs> um, that would be such a boring job. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's stunning to me. I, the less than 10,000 subscriber number is the craziest part, in my opinion. The 250 oh, know, million right? to make it, the three weeks that it was alive, like both of those numbers are just individually brain exploding. Because like, how did they only give it three weeks? How did it cost $250 million to, to create? I heard a lot of this, again, this is just me reading things variously around the internet. I don't have sources right now. I heard that the CFO quit over this or, or, or resigned. I don't know if that's like the CFO of CNN Plus or if that's the CFO of CNN or what, but I heard that was a thing. The most astonishing thing to me individually is the less than 10,000 subscribers. That is an extremely interesting number because there's, there's yeah. ESPN Plus, right? And I looked this up, and let me look this up again right now. Um, ESPN Isn't it like plus twenty-two million or something like that. Seventeen million. I've read multiple numbers. The the yeah. one that looks the most legit to me was that in Q four of twenty twenty one, I believe it was seventeen point okay. one million. I've heard that that number is over twenty million now, but the most legit one that I've seen is the Q four twenty twenty one, where it was seventeen point one million. Um, that's a lot of subscribers, right? You think about the scale. Like CNN is huge. Yeah. <laughs> they pull in less than 10,000 subs? Like, what were you doing? How did you actually manage to screw up that bad? Like, it's... Like, 
actually amazing. People are like, 10,000 subs still a lot, but okay. No, well, it's not. Yeah, but like, it's not though. <laughs> not on this scale. Like, that, that's that's the crazy part. It's like, yeah. like if you imagine, if you imagine, that, that, that's what I'm saying, right? ESPN Plus, 17.1 million subscribers. You have to think about the scale that these groups are like, on. Float plane, look guys, LTT on Floatplane has around 20,000 subscribers. And but that, we're not like hating a, on that. We're not no. being like, that's, that's, that's pretty sh- you know, no, that's a it's lot. It's not like that. Yeah, but it's a it's a lot. But it's a lot in the context of it only costs a few million to build it. Yeah, like, like if if that's the difference. Yeah, like it's it's if, <laughs> if even if Linus Tech Tips had ten thousand subs on Floatplane right now, I'd be like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, like yeah, it's well, it'd it's, be sustainable. It yeah, it didn't it didn't cost us two hundred fifty million dollars to make the platform, and we're not CNN. Like the scale here is just <laughs> exactly. insane. I wonder what CNN's like revenue per year is. Is that a public thing? I have no idea. Man, news is just dying. That's a whole separate conversation. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Whole separate conversation. We're going to we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back for tech. Um we're going to be finally introducing the Labs lead <laughs> next week i promise this time <laughs> i promise next week i don't think there's any way we can actually not do it next week like i think it's i think it's gonna happen uh people on floatplane are trying to calculate how much we make from floatplane it's going to be real difficult because some people pay for higher tiers and some people have tiers that are still grandfathered i don't want to brag but i think we're pretty consumer first um, we could have increased rates when we moved to when we moved off hosting it on the forum and when we moved to the dedicated site. But we actually put the dev resources into making less money. So there is actually a three dollar a month tier that does still exist for uh, what do we what do we call them? The grandfather tier. Grandfather tier. I, I don't know what it's actually called externally, but internally yeah. we call it grandfather tier. Yeah. I can tell you guys. I can tell you guys, grandfather tier, we do not make money on you. <laughs> There's so much like, overhead. Not great. <laughs> just like in payment processing fees alone. Okay, apparently externally horrible. we call it we call it OG tier. OG tier. All right. <sighs> That's okay. It's because we love you guys, all right? Well, no, it's not. It's because we told you it would be three dollars. That's why. And once you say something, you're just kind of stuck with it unless you unless you can make a solid argument for why not. And if the solid argument is just money, then why is that your problem? <laughs> we, we, we didn't correctly anticipate how much it would cost to do this. That's okay. That's okay. Overall, the platform is sustainable and it's sustainable indefinitely. So it's not one of those things where we're, you know, we're, 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 where it's dire you know we don't have to change anything yeah so yeah, we're yeah. just going to keep doing what we do all right i'm all really right. trying to figure out how much money they make there's there's this like one random website i found but i can't really tell what it's saying but cnn makes incredible amounts of money like like ten thousand subscribers even if those subscribers were paying like a hundred dollars a month I don't think I don't think would be extremely impactful for CNN. They were looking right. for millions. They were not looking for under ten thousand. Um, 
So this this like the the level of failure that this was, I think even when people reacted, they're like, whoa, that's crazy. I think the level of failure was still lost on those people because this is really intense levels of failure um, to, the, to the point where like I actually don't even understand how they managed to do it so poorly. Like I, I don't so know bad. how you could have a machine that's that big, that's move, that's hitting that many eyeballs, that's doing that many things and you turn less than 10,000 subscribers. I, I mean, would you pay for CNN Plus? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Is this a picture of A-Prime's uh, OG, OG tier? Yeah, thanks for that, A-Prime. I mean, you work here. You get you can get yeah. a free float plane membership if you want anyway, but whatever. No, I think it is. I think um, it's a screenshot of his free membership. Okay, is it time for us to talk about Tesla using engineering samples in their cars? Uh, sure. Why? Can not? I just say I don't want this to be political? Why okay. Not? <laughs> okay. I don't consider it to be political <laughs> to say that using an engineering sample chip in a finished product, an engineering sample chip that has not yet passed necessary FCC certification <laughs> and shipping that to paying customers. Well, I'm, I'm right wing, so I'm not mad. But I'm left wing, so I'm mad. No, no, it's just bad. It doesn't matter. It's just bad. Um, according to Green the Only on Twitter, Tesla has been shipping engineering sample modem chips in all units of the Model S Plaid, Model 3s, and Model Ys. This means that Tesla allegedly could be using hardware in their cars that has not yet been verified by the FCC. Apparently, the Quectel AG525R-GL was approved by the FCC in October of 2020, but all of the cars that Green the Only has checked have the ES declaration, an engineering sample marking uh, on the spreader. Uh, it is possible that Tesla has been leaning on ES chips to alleviate some of the pressure of the chip shortage. There are questions of whether ES chips are ready to stand up to regular use. If they are not, Tesla might have to recall thousands of cars, including those sold in China. Although this will only be a thing if the government ultimately looks into it. Oh, man. It, says, it says all it's the also... cars that Green the Only has checked. How many cars has he checked? Uh, presumably more than two, because otherwise it would be both. Right. It's also possible that these chips were made before October 2020, so they just had to be labeled engineering sample, but now they're totally fine to use in production. That is actually possible. Alternately, alternatively they might be using chips that are marked ES and aren't FCC compliant. But since Tesla doesn't answer questions, I'm not really expecting them to say <laughs> anything about this. Fair enough. Oh, man. I mean, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna present I'm gonna present a devil's advocate argument here. Uh, there are also allegedly um, large companies going out and buying consumer electronics, both new and used, so that they can scavenge them for chips, including things like uh, washing machines and dryers. So, is it 
is it ethical? Is it is it should it be legal to sell an end user a supposedly new product that contains a chip that you like melted down a dishwasher and desoldered the thing and put it in that? That doesn't. I mean, sound, clearly, I, desperate times, I desperate times, desperate that. measures, right? That doesn't sound very uh, viable. I I didn't dive into that article very deeply, but yeah, I um. This one's interesting to me because like it was mentioned, like if this is manufactured in the exact same way as the released version, uh, I mean, right now during a chip shortage, I would personally kind of rather that they were used. Like if it's if it's the exact same thing, but like you said, they were just manufactured early before they were approved. I'd rather they were actually used than just like thrown away. Um, and if it's the exact same thing, just one has text that says engineering sample on it and one doesn't, then why do I care? It's a bit of a concerning path to go down because people can just claim that it's the same, even though it's not. Yep. Um, sure could. But I mean, if they're not doing that, then I don't really have a problem with it personally. I mean, it's not like we've never rolled an engineering sample chip in production hardware. The difference is that we knew it was there. We put it there. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty cool. In other news and Boy, this is going to be a hot take, unfortunately. <sighs> Wait, Tesla overturned their... Po- oh, okay, yeah. In other news, Tesla has stopped shipping cars with charging hardware included. They have overturned their policy to deliver every vehicle with a mobile charging cable and are now selling them separately. Prices are $400 for a level two charger and $200 for which one? Uh, is that a level one charger? Based on feedback received, we will drop mobile connector price to $200 and make it easy to order with the car. Okay. So my take on this, which I actually posted on Twitter a little while ago, was honestly, I don't actually see this as, as I had a lot, I had more than one person pointing out that it would be hypocritical of me to do anything other than condemn this move because I was so critical of Apple for pulling the charger from the That's iPhone. not the same thing. That's not the same thing at all. This no. is specifically a mobile charger. This is not the the standard one that goes into your house. Oh, oh no, the it mobile is. Connector the mobile The mobile connector included. is not needed if you have a Tesla wall connector or use superchargers. Uh, yeah, but you have to like buy those too. So basically it means that out of the box, there is no way to charge your car. Okay. As it is. But the reason that it's not comparable from my point of view, is A, my issue with Apple was actually never really the removal of the charger. My issue was that they didn't alter the price, so they were just basically taking your money that they used to give you a charger for and just keeping it, and them not being honest about it. They weren't upfront. They said, this is about the environment, man. This is about saving the environment from all these extra chargers. But it was never about that no never it was about saving a dollar and stop pretending that it was about saving the environment because if it was about saving the environment they could have made it optional for you to get a charger and it would have could have been the same price that would have been about saving the environment so apple was just extremely disingenuous about it the other difference is that an iphone is a device that needs to be charged every day to be realistically used the way the average consumer would use it a car, depending on your usage, might not need to be charged more often than once a week, once every two weeks, even once a month, depending on how much you drive it. And so you could conceivably make the argument that you could buy a Tesla and never actually own a charger for it. 
you could just charge at public charging stations or at work or whatever else. In fact, we have employees who drive Teslas who cannot charge at home, who only charge at work. <laughs> um, really? And so, yeah, this is not actually a product that technically requires a charger for use. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it didn't it, include whatever the, the Tesla wall charger. Th I'm not very familiar with this stuff. It didn't include the one that you would normally use in your house, as far as my understanding goes. Um, so like you're buying that anyways. So my take on this was just like, yeah, honestly, I kind of get it. I think that it sucks that it's kind of a stealthy way to issue a price increase. Yeah, it would have been nice. Not if the, the only... It would have been nice if the cost of the car went down. By like sure but let's amount. talk about i mean no cars are going down in price right now no you can <laughs> literally drive off the lot in a toyota sienna and sell it for ten thousand dollars more than what you paid yeah like that's just not a thing right now and it's a lot better than the situation around like man don't get me started on car dealerships and the u.s legislation around car dealerships oh, and yeah. protecting that whole business model like you know, you want to talk about really crappy anti-consumer situations. Let's talk about how buying a Mustang Mach E involves get paying way over Ford's advertised price when they do a national ad because of the behavior of their dealer network, who they have absolutely no way of controlling and no way of circumventing because of this utterly broken nonsense. But I shouldn't Super say law weird. because it's actually more of like a, a framework of laws that exist to protect this like completely outdated business model. Yeah. Like, man, it is. You ever want to go down a rabbit hole and end up extremely angry? OK, <laughs> go read about the 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 protective laws around the car dealership industry in the U.S. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's weird. I haven't looked into it so much, but I know a little bit about it, and it's very weird. Yeah, I can't actually find my initial hot take, but some people were really outraged with me about it. I was like, what? I, like, it's, yeah, it's not the only car that's, like, going up in price. Like, what do you want? Yeah, okay, there. I said, it doesn't even need to be charged every day, and their charging infrastructure is top tier. Third-party chargers are reg readily available. That's another really important thing. Is you don't actually, if Tesla is assigning a $400 value to this thing, then maybe you are better off with them putting that $400 of value on something else if you can get a deal on a charger somewhere else. Um, I said third-party chargers are readily available. I never touch my OEM charger. That's true because I'd rather have a faster one that I purchased aftermarket that is fixed in my garage. I just never use it. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not familiar with... I don't have a Tesla, never owned a Tesla. I haven't looked oh. into buying a Tesla. Um, but I, I, it's my understanding that, that the mobile charger is not the standard one that you will usually use um, in, your, in your house and stuff. So Okay. In, Inferno 011. Linus, by the way, Elon advocates for getting rid of dealerships. Yeah, but it's not some kind of white knight. Pro, it's not a white knight pro-consumer stance. Dealerships actively like the, the dealership laws that i'm thinking about actively interfere with tesla just selling more cars um so whether whether he actually cares about the average person and the struggles and, and, and the 
probably the impact this has on them. Impossible to say. It's just very clear that there's also um, another agenda there for Elon. He doesn't get any brownie points for advocating for things that help make his company more money. That's not how this works. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about the GPU scalpocalypse actually being over? Can I can I can I hot take again? Yeah, because uh, I feel. Are like you I, ready? I might have one as well, but yeah, go for it. Okay, for the first time in over a year, GPU pricing is down to just twelve percent above MSRP in Europe, specifically in Germany and Austria. Uh, German tech news site 3D Center recently published their findings analyzing the price trends over time with detailed tracking from January of 2021. They show the initial spike in demand following a boom in Ethereum pricing, followed by a slower increase in spite of high ETH pricing thanks to increasing supply, blah, 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 etc., etc., etc. If this trend continues, GPU prices may be mostly normalized by May-June. It is worth noting that 3D Center excluded the 3090 Ti from the graph since it wasn't available till recently and arguably isn't really all that available anyway. Fair enough. All right. With averages across the lineup falling, one GPU has stood out as consistently above MSRP, the 3080, which is highly sought after as the reasonable high-end option, at least compared to the astronomical pricing of the 3090 and 6900 XT. And Anthony notes, anecdotally, local computer shops are still selling way above MSRP for both teams, but prices are getting lower. Here is my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory hot take. Are you ready for it? Yes. We'll see if it's the same as mine. It is late April, which was supposedly Intel's launch date for ARC. So the whole thing, the whole thing was fake. There was no, there was no inflation. There was no increase in component prices. It was just what the market will bear. And you, the consumer can go yourself. (laughs) Because if they were able to turn on the spigot, that like the timing is so perfect. The arc's not here yet, so I think a lot of people might not necessarily put this wow. together, right? But this is when arc was supposed to arrive. So the fact that arc isn't here yet means we're not like quite at what prices are supposed to be because there isn't actually a competitor to respond to. But they clearly have built enough boards and altered the flow of these cards because you gotta remember these are decisions that are made months ahead of time right these are projections yeah where we are seeing cards in the market today that were projected anywhere from three to nine months ago right so they had no way of knowing that the production that they were doing today was not going to have a competitor to compete with so like it's still going to drive pricing down because there is still competition between board partners, for example, who all want to shift through the GPUs so they can get more allocation, so they can sell more GPUs. Um, but for NVIDIA and AMD themselves, they got to be kind of sitting there going, well, shoot, because <laughs> ARC ain't actually here yet. But here we are. My my version of this is I, I don't think it's over. Um, I, I think this might be, and uh, I could be wrong, and I hope I am. Um, but I think this might be a, a short breather, uh, between spikes. I, I think with the, the neon supply, as is noted in this document, um, Mm -hmm. impacting chip production, we, we read an article, I think it was a couple weeks ago about how, uh, right now we're struggling with chicks or chips, sorry, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe both, to be honest, 
knowing this community. Um, but right now we're yeah, struggling. Yeah, 99 with... problems, but a chick ain't one. <laughs> right, right now we're struggling with chips, um, but yeah. it's looking like in the future we might be struggling with wafers um, because wafer production is potentially falling behind and yada, yada, yada. Yes. Um, so like it's, I, I, I have a feeling that we might be kind of finally like, okay, we have a little bit of a breather and then people are going to go, oh, I can buy graphics cards again demand is going to potentially go back up because of that and then we're going to run into this 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 wafer trouble and this neon trouble and all this kind of stuff that's just looming around the corner and i, I think we might spike back up in regards to gpu prices don't just at like spend day, all your money on a gpu now and then scream at me in six months when the price doesn't go up but i just i have a feeling it's not over at the end of the day though you know how things are priced a, a GPU is sand, you know? There's sand, there's production costs, right? There's there's R&D, right? There's the facility that it actually has to be built in. There are people that actually have to run this facility. Um, that, that cost, that material and labor cost is not reflective of what is charged for the final product. At the end of the day, it is it is priced based on what the market will bear not priced based on what the actual cost is. So what we're learning is that, yes, inflation is a thing. Yes, materials prices are going up. But if push came to shove, there was enough margin in there that like they could have done it. <laughs> so that's yeah. the tinfoil hat. It, I mean, it's not really here. just sand, right? Like you can't just like go to like, the beach and make it. Yes, I know. I know. But yeah. the point is, I had a contractor. I had a contractor tell me that there had been an increase from their 2021 to their 2022 rates of like 60% on some some aspect nice. of, of our bill due to inflation. Nice. And I'm sitting here going, oh, okay. Uh, did that vehicle you already owned go up in price 60%? Did you actually give, if I go talk to the person driving it, did they get a 60% raise? You know, I just want to understand what is what is inflation to you? No, that's did, good. Yeah, that's, did your that's, costs actually go up? Because that's epic. our costs have gone up. LTD store, our costs have gone up on water bottles, on T-shirts, on transport. They've gone up. But the thing you got to understand is that when a cost on something goes up, that doesn't necessarily immediately mean that the end price just goes up by that amount. You know, when when okay, let's talk wafers. When wafer costs go up. 200%. That doesn't mean that CPUs need to go up 200%. Yeah. Because of the cost of creating a CPU, that wafer might only be 2%. So when it goes up 200%, we might only be talking about, you know, a 4% increase in the in the total cost to produce this product. And when you look at the margins of a company like an Intel or an Nvidia, could they have absorbed 4% for for you? Yeah, they could have. They sure as heck didn't need to, because you do the math the other way, right? If yeah. they actually do double the price, they are now making 96% more. <laughs> like it's, and yeah, I'm not like saying those numbers are right. I'm saying that the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah. And everything that I listed was more of a like supply and demand situation, right? Like ne neon Absolutely. being less available is a supply and demand situation. The wafers. And that like, could raise costs. Yeah. And wafer production is very difficult um and like spinning up a new facility that can produce a wafer is not exactly the easiest thing ever so there's going to be nope. a supply and demand problem there as well it's not necessary the costs aren't going to necessarily go up because 
acquiring a single unit of this item became more expensive. But it's going to go up because like people are going to buy it pretty much regardless. <laughs> so you just increase the price. Uh, just keep going up. That's how it works. Um... All right. Well, we, we should do some merch messages. Yeah. Uh, Bell, are you there? Hello. He still is. I'm awake. I'm here. How are you doing? <laughs> let's go through some merch messages. This first one's from Joshua. Yeah, and then let's, and then let's cut this thing. <laughs> from Joshua to Luke. Hey. You used to be named Slick. Yeah. Where did it come from and where did it go? Uh, where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Um, Linus used to nickname hey, don't get everyone. Us, don't get us copyright striked. Oh, sorry. Right. Uh, Linus used to nickname everyone. Uh, it was a thing. I, I feel like, honestly, they weren't that creative after mine. Um, <laughs> call, calling Brandon B-roll was not exactly like, you know, the most innovative thing ever. Uh, but yeah, I was called slick because of oil slick because of my 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 oil cooled computer. Hmm. Yeah. From and Nicholas. it went away because we collectively decided that nicknames were stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, there was a peasant uprising, and I was informed that nicknames are stupid. <laughs> I feel. I wanted it to be kind of like these personas, you know, and to, it was supposed to be branding. So, like, Luke was slick because he was like the guy that's like crazy enough to build an oil PC. And Brandon was B roll because he... he was like the guy with the B roll, the yeah. guy that makes our video not suck, <laughs> you know? Um, Ed's nickname Diesel was just stupid. I forget. I think it's because I misread his name the first time I saw it. Yeah, you, you, you. I, I, think, you, I think you called him Diesel because you like read his name wrong or whatever. But yeah. From Nicholas, uh, Linus, or Luke, what has been the biggest failure while making a video in terms of something not working, breaking, or maybe where the video had to be junked? Oh, it's got to be the one where I dropped the $10,000 CPU that delayed the project for like three months and cost me thousands of dollars to go out of pocket, replace it. That's pretty brutal. I'm trying to think of, I don't know. I mean, there was the time that um, a sponsor basically threatened to sue us if we released the sponsored video we created for them. And we basically told them, like, we did what you said. You do need to pay. And then they went out of business like six months later. So that was it. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, back when I was making videos, I, I think junking them wasn't actually an option. So I don't think this really applies. Because <laughs> if we had a massive failure, we would just film the massive failure and then release it. <laughs> I mean, cold room water cooling was a failure. That but got released, dude. Heck yeah. Was, yeah, this wasn't actually an option. So I don't think I can actually answer. I don't think I worked on a project that didn't get released like immediately. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Just so you guys know, merch messages happen when people uh, check out on LTT store while we are live. Maybe they're checking out these new... Holy crap, we have sold 420 water bottles. Let's go. Um, nice. Let's go. Uh, yeah, so people checking out on lttstore.com, and when we're live, there's a little field where you can enter a message. So we'd rather people do this rather than Super Chats, because at least this way you, like, maybe we miss your message, but at least you, like, get something in the mail then. Nice. From Luis, uh, Cereal and Milk Gang, what, what's your cereal of choice, Linus? Um, well, 
Lewis actually asked what I'm eating, Mr. Editorializing over here. Uh, it's chicken soup with rice. Oh. Uh, oh my once, oh my twice, oh my chicken soup with rice. Um, that's a reference most people won't get. Anyway, uh, normally I am a, a triple berry oatmeal crisp kind of guy. I also like that cranberry almond crunch. Love me some, some mini wheats with the uh, classic frosting. Uh, if I'm like really being really bad, I love Honey Nut Checks. Oh my God, the Nesquik cereal is so good. I just, you know what? Anything with anything with homo milk in it is like delicious because man, you put that skim milk in, you might as well just like dunk it in water. I'm sorry, I'm anti-skim milk. Yeah, see, this this is one of the few Hot arenas take. that uh, Linus and I are actually on the opposite sides of when it comes to food. Usually we align almost exactly. Um but I, I like skim milk. I like skim milk because I was growing up on skim milk. I think that's kind of what where the line gets created. Like if if this is the one that you have for the first X amount of years of your life, you're probably not going to want to switch later later on down the line. Um, yeah, I mean, if all you've ever had is like warm piss I knew it was to coming. drink, then knew, why would you apple juice? I knew it was coming. I think another part of it too is that I just don't really like milk in general. Like I don't, I don't enjoy it in any variety other than chocolate. Um, just like a glass of milk, I've never been into that in any form. So I think by not liking milk, having the the least milky one probably makes the most yeah. sense um to be clear i'm not a milk drinker either i don't i, I would never just like pour myself a glass of milk no milk drinkers like, absolutely dude. not no milk drinkers uh but yeah i think i don't remember what the brand is but it's like some some lean crunch thing or something for my cereal cashy lean crunch cashy go lean mm -hmm. crunch or something i really like the flavor cashy. i don't know okay it's crunchy crunch i like crunchy man i basically eat cereal as dessert slash candy as often yeah. as i can i no, i no. it is my man it is my weak it is my weakness i like cereal but yeah not not at the not someone at just asked if i'm sitting in two chairs yes how do you know any of the chairs are real two chairs <laughs> how do you how do you know anything's real <laughs> 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 I, I hope i just blew everyone's mind <laughs> uh, okay sorry let's keep going <laughs> from jordan hi daddy linus shout out from australia question when international travel comes back where's somewhere that you'd like to go I'd love to go to Australia and I'm not even sucking up. I think the wife and I are going to go down there and like do some scuba diving. And, uh, yeah. we're, we're missing, um, we're, it's how ironic to go all the way to Australia to go to a concert for a local artist. We're going to go see Michael Buble in Australia. <laughs> That's funny. He like literally lives an hour from my house. And for some reason I'm going to fly 18 hours to watch him perform. From Are the... you just gonna keep blowing people's minds here, Luke? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad man! <laughs> oh no! I think people didn't get it the first time, so maybe they'll get it now. <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can put them back. Sorry, keep going. Keep going. More merch messages. No, keep hitting us. You can hit us more rapid fire. Okay. Nathaniel asks, uh, have you ever thought about making a let's play or gaming focused channel uh, and upload or upload gaming focused videos to channel super fun? 
I mean, we've um, thought about it. What, like, if you remember back when Channel Superfund was first pitched, it was a it was a battle between a, a gaming review channel and a like toy review channel. Yep, and gaming didn't win. Uh, I think that's because you vetoed it. No. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wasn't okay. it? I actually no, don't remember. You lost. You lost the community vote, and it was not close. I don't think Luke that's and I true. both produced pilots for what cha- what channel Superfund would be, and his was gaming, and mine was like dinking around with toys, and it wasn't close. All right, all right, all right. I have no way to like. I don't know where I would find this information. So whatever. From Kyra, as a primo as primo tech professionals, do you have any advice for young professionals in tech? I'm thinking about switching my major to CIT, but scared of the culture as a woman. And any advice would be great. So here's the problem. I am not a tech professional. I know in in I'm a media professional. In my experience, uh, take it I away. I don't Luke. know. I I'm in such a bubble, right? So I don't know. Uh, in my experience, like when I was when I was in school, uh, the women in my courses were were I would argue highly respected. Um, but I have also heard quite a bit that that is not the experience that a lot of women in tech have had. And that sucks. Um, I know that we've, I've honestly, I've honestly tried at Floatplane, but like to, to give some inside baseball over the last two, like, so for data science and software engineering, two of the positions that we've been hiring for recently for the software engineering one out of the resumes that I got, just, and obviously, I can't really tell. I don't even want to see people's pictures. I don't care. It has nothing to do with the hiring process. But just by judging from the names, I think one woman applied out of 2,500 applicants. So it's rough. And I would encourage you to go into the field if it's something that you like um, because having more female representation would be awesome. Um, I, I yep. hate that I am a little bit hesitant to say that just because you might have to deal with some stuff that is not fair and not cool. And I don't want to like push you down a path that might be extremely uncomfortable, but it would be really cool to have more female representation in this field. And I mean, I think it would be really good. So if you decide to pursue it, I can give you one bit of advice. Don't give a bunch of your money to some recruitment agency because you are like in demand. Yeah. So, <laughs> you just, yeah, all I'm saying is get get the whole bag. All right. <laughs> there's lots of places that that uh, appreciate the the idea of a multitude and a wider range of perspectives uh, when you when you're trying to be innovative and create things and move forward. Um, and lots of places that that will want you on their team. Um, so you don't have to like. This this is just something that Linus and I found a while ago. But you don't have to like pay people to join a recruitment agency. Like you'll 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 be fine. Oh yeah. Like if you are anywhere and if you're anywhere near capable, like get out there, pound the pavement. It is a it is a an employee's market right now in that space. Yeah, get some get some experience under your belt, but you can do that while getting well paid. Like there's, there's a lot of demand in the industry right now. Um, 
uh it's just for some inside baseball on on me i like hiring more based on portfolios than education um it's a little bit harder to you said cit it's a little bit harder to get uh, a portfolio a public viewable portfolio built in, in the cit space specifically but it is possible um yeah yeah that's all i'd say i guess awesome from sherry what are your thoughts on star citizen now that it's been almost a year since your live stream I haven't touched it since then. So my thoughts are wake me up when not wake me up when it's over. Wake me up when it's not over anymore, I guess. Yeah. Um I constantly see content. Like I'll see somebody release like a little clip of them doing something that's like super cool. And I'm like, sweet, I really hope the server didn't crash like two minutes after you did that. Um I don't know. I I I ha I do not currently have hope but the only reason why i don't currently have hope is because i just don't think about it at all um and i'm just waiting for like they're gonna say like you know what it's ready and i'm gonna be like okay sweet let's go and i'll be really excited for when that happens but i think it's just better for me to just not care in the slightest until that happens because it's been a long time of waiting and i just don't feel like actively waiting anymore so i'm no longer actively waiting Nicholas D asks, uh, what are your thoughts on autonomous rideshare companies, Cruise, Waymo, Zooks, and such? Man, I think we are, I've yet to see evidence that we are that close to autonomous vehicles that can actually handle every edge case. I think that this is going to be an extremely complicated decade. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, that's a future that I'm excited for, but I think it's still a future that I'm excited for, not something that is it's happening right now, but we'll see. I mean, Tesla's apparently confident enough that they're not even allowing people to buy out their leases anymore. If I'm not, I'm not even sure if they ever did, but they want every vehicle back, supposedly for their robo taxi service. So we'll see. Uh, from Kevin, sorry if that's wrong. Uh, long time watcher, first time buyer. What podcast do you listen to, Linus and Luke? I had to be surprised. I don't even listen to this listen one. Listen to podcasts. Yeah. Do you listen to any? <laughs> no. Honestly, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't get long format. I, I don't have time. I, I, I can't. I was not. I love into... you all. Thank you for watching. I mean, I don't love you all like literally. Um, you know, I just I appreciate you. I appreciate, appreciate you a lot. Existence. I'll say that. I uh, yeah. I, I didn't not just listen existence. to the fact that you're here. Yeah, your 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 presence. Maybe I should say. Um, I didn't listen to podcasts either until very recently. Uh, I don't think it's too much of uh, a mystery, but I added a little bit of poundage over the over the quarantine period, uh, and I've been working quite a bit lately to lose said poundage and re up a little bit of the muscle and stuff like that. And one of the things that I've been doing is I I go for walk, run, jog, be active out in the field for an hour, um, and I've been listening to. Man, uh, I've been listening to The Yard a lot and Past Gas, and I'm looking for other podcasts as well. But, I love that sentence out of context. I've been listening to The Yard a lot and Past Gas. <laughs> yeah, neither of them have like, you know, the you most... You actually sound like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like them though. I try to time it so... I try to make sure that I'm out there and like some days I'll have more energy and some days I'll have less. 
Um, but I'll try to make sure that I'm at least out there for an hour every time. Um, and I listen for, yeah, I listen for the hour. And then I usually try to make sure that like, um, I, I do a cool down period of 10 minutes every time. So technically I'm outside for an hour and 10 minutes, whatever. But my cool down period is purely walking just for 10 minutes. Um, and then I, I go inside and I listen to the rest of the podcasts, like while I'm having a shower or whatever, but I like the routine and it has the listening to the podcast and getting notifications for new episodes. Like whenever I get a notification for a new episode of the yard, I, it, it, it makes me more excited to go out for my one hour of field time if that makes sense um right. you can listen to the yard yeah so that that's been cool pass some gas but honestly if i wasn't doing that i don't think i'd listen to any podcasts i podcasts and streams are are two things that i've just never really uh i just never really got it i guess i don't know but you do listen to they're just movies tech linked and yes. the wan show all available yeah. where you listen to podcasts of course yeah i did figure out very recently that not only those but oh right no you mentioned it tech linked i had no idea that tech linked was in podcast form yeah um it actually came up organically i didn't know that either when it's i was looking for through. podcast it kind of makes sense because you can I'm oh. learning a lot in the past like few weeks about podcasts in general. I had no idea. I was not a podcast person. But you can subscribe to them and they'll just queue up automatically for you. So yeah, if you're just going out like, yeah, okay, TechLink is super short, but it's just queued up. You don't have to like manipulate your phone in any way. It'll just play and then once it's done, it'll play the next one. So it makes sense. Yeah, check it out. Um, got a couple things here. Uh, Tim Simplerny uh, in Floatplane Chat. Last night I played Star Citizen and saw a bartender NPC pour a draft beer fully animated. It was fantastic. Then cool. I got stuck in my ship and no button would work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, that's super cool. And someone posted in a chat earlier, it's like, oh, you can do ship-to-ship -ship refueling. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. I, that's not... Yeah. I didn't need that for the game to feel better to me, but whatever um and a prime jumped in and said um they're saying they're going to do a different car for robo taxi i think it's part of the whole model three is an appreciating car shtick so they can resell and refurb it themselves yeah that's that's probably that's probably more accurate i don't i don't know i don't care anymore i i, I no longer that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say look i i let's just well i'm just gonna say it okay yep that's what you said okay good <laughs> i don't want to talk about it anymore yeah oh man that is a great Dayton says if autonomous Sorry. if autonomous cars are fast and safe, it's better to just delete the cars and do autonomous transit. Not necessarily because if they're also environmentally um, like if they're also less environmentally impactful, then we we could still enjoy the efficiency of small groups of people going only to exactly awesome. where they need versus you know having to get off of one thing that's on a particular route and then get on to like another thing yeah the public transit it can be very inefficient linus and i both grew up in the boonies um whenever yeah. whenever i hear people mention like public transit is the answer to everything i'm like you didn't grow up in the boonies it, it's just like it doesn't work for everywhere um and where we live now is is much more notably developed um but like it's yeah i don't know it's um it's not always going to work for everybody. People don't necessarily have the time to to walk to where a transit thing would be, wait for it to show up, risk it not showing up on time, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's a big discussion around open pilot 
uh, in Floatplane chat and it looks super cool. I actually had considered upgrading my Odyssey to one of the ones with the camera so that I could install it. I think that's open pilot. It was one of those like open source autonomous driving things. I, I think it's that one. Uh, but it's become so challenging to get like a new car that I just didn't. So that's where I was at on that one. Uh, last message from Nye. This is a great green screen job. Any tips? Well, first, you're going to want the greenest possible screen, okay? See this one right here? Come on. Got a lot of green in it. So I could, well, here, I can't. I'm going to break this. Is this is this one of the Elgato green screens or is this just like I do believe. Yeah, okay. There you go. See? So that's the very edge of it right there. So it's good. It's very green, okay? Second. <laughs> you want it to be a screen and you're gonna need light. Okay, so you can see you gotta if you point the light toward the camera, your green screen is gonna struggle a little. But you point the light at the green screen, boom. Gone. Like it's not even there. Vanished. You gotta illuminate the green. Invisible. Uh second, we're using OBS, and I think uh I think Dan configured it. So good work, Dan. Shout out Dan. Yeah, there's there's little there's little things you can do to kind of tune it and tweak it. This actually like worked surprisingly well. A lot of people, like every time I did something to to like mess with the effect, there was a lot of people that were really surprised that I'm not just like sitting there because it's it's not that noticeable, especially because we put the the real fake waterbottles.com uh, water bottles here to mask what was a problem last time where Luke was just like a floating torso above the desk. Yeah, and like I would also point out in, in regards to I'm getting to it, Theo, relax. Um, I would also <laughs> like to point out that we're not using in the past for remote calls, like when we th throughout the entire quarantine, for example, we use Discord. Uh, and in the past, whenever we had to remote call someone in, in general, we would use Discord, we'd use Skype. I can't even remember everything we've used over time. Um, but we've used a bunch of different stuff. And it's always been pretty annoying because you have to like screen grab the call window. And whenever that person hangs up, it'll just like, I mean, you're screen grabbing, so it'll just show whatever is there, which can sometimes be problematic and et cetera, et cetera. So we're using, uh, we're using ping.gg, uh, which is a new service that you can check out. And I mean, this was a fair bit of a stress test because the initial idea was that we were just going to use this to intro the, the, uh, the new lead of labs, which so far has been delayed like every single week but then we were like oh instead of doing this really short segment where we're going to do that we're actually going to use it for the entire show <laughs> to call linus in uh and it's worked great the whole time it's nice because instead of like i said screen grabbing we just add a browser source and boom it's there so it's been good it was stable the whole show so it was good all right i think that's pretty much it i think it's time to call it ladies and gentlemen yeah Hope you enjoyed the WAN show this week. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Oh, there's four merch messages in queue, but that have not actually shown yet. Uh, I'm sorry that you missed out on them. But hey, thanks for buying uh, Thanks for buying water bottles, guys. There's a lot of you who did it, and that's very nice. Enjoy your water. Bye. I I actually can't kill the stream from here, oh, and I can't roll the uh... So like, oh, outro. I can rule the outro, I think. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>